Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Anime Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, JD, and I'm here with Mr. Earthworm the Mighty. How are you doing, buddy? Good, good. I'm back, baby. We're back in the same room, which nobody even knew. No, no. You can't even tell anymore. If I did my job right, you had no fucking idea. Um, And if I did my job poorly, which I think a couple of these episodes I did because my headphones blew out and I was really flying by the seat of my pants, you probably figured it out then, but yeah. I'm happy to be back. Got it's nice just, new headphones. Got nice new headphones. Uh, they sound great. They uh, they deafen the shit out of sound, too. Like, I cannot hear a lot going on around me. So, so I was going to say, you can hear me, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear both you and me. Okay. Um, that's something to kind of, again, getting used to again. It's hearing my own voice through the headphones. I haven't done that in a while. I can't fucking do it. It's a pain in the ass, bro. Like, it's it's an absolute pain in the ass. Yeah. You're gonna have to eventually. If we uh, if we start getting figuring out how to do like a I know, guest thing in this, but room. I gotta practice. That's I, for sure. Yeah, you, you get used to yeah. it. Um, luckily, because of the sweet little audio interface we got, you know, mm-hmm. if you're a potential podcaster out there, the making the jump from USB mic to audio interface does come with some perks because there's no like delay mm-hmm. on your mic. Like if you did it like when you're doing a solo or whatever at home, yeah. Um, there's through, a, through the USB, yeah, you're gonna hear like a little bit slight, of a delay, yeah. like a half second, and it just fucks you up. But this comes in. Like, bam, right there. Well, so, there we go. We're going to sound crisp. Crispy as apple pie. So welcome, everybody, to the uh, next part two of the Sorta Seasonal. Uh, if you guys stuck around for the first Sorta Seasonal, uh, part one, you got to know what we were going to be reviewing. But today is going to be another big day of uh, some continuations yeah, yeah, for we got anime. The, we got the new ones out of the way last week. Today, we're uh, doing season twos and threes and half of... Something we didn't finish one. We'll talk about it later. Uh, that's gonna be a big discussion. But the first one we have on here is the Rising of the Shield Hero season two, uh, Kaguya Sama uh, Ultra Romantic. It's basically season three, season three. but we'll yeah. call it Ultra Romantic. And then Komi-san Can't Communicate, which is season two on Netflix. Uh, so right before we get to that, I uh, want to get to some business at hand. Got to we got some important things. Uh, number one, we need to get our ratings up. We ask you if you listen on Spotify and all that stuff. Our goal is to hit 100 uh, ratings. And thankfully, after the last episode, I said we were at 59. We're now up to 63. So thank you guys for giving the ratings. Don't even know what the ratings are. Thank you for actually giving an opinion about the podcast. If you don't know, it really helps support us to give us a rating and let us know how you feel about the podcast. Absolutely. And uh, I've heard through the grapevine that it is a significant boost if you get over 100 ratings on Spotify. So that's why we ask for Spotify specifically. Uh, we know um, I think the majority of our listeners are Spotify listeners. So uh, please, if you have not already and you do enjoy the podcast, five-star review or just any any rating would be wonderful. And uh, also Apple Podcasts and wherever else you are allowed to I know not all podcast platforms yeah. let you rate, and it's Apple's. Kind of dumb. Apple, we've been a steady seventeen, but I don't think really Apple's a big. I like Apple though because it lets you write a little blurb, and so far we've gotten like either very nice things or like at least one like ridiculous thing that was a mystery. Yeah. Um, so, but like you know, Spotify, I get it too. I don't usually write like blurbs. I'm like five stars, and I'm, I'm yeah. Like, I just Comey's, give my rating and I dip. I'm Comey's dad, dude. Five stars, <laughs> thumbs up. I'm out of there, baby. Yeah. Um, so no, yeah, that, that's it for really the big business. The other thing is that we have a new Patreon member. Yes. 100% thanks to JD over here yeah. doing the hard I'm work. I'm doing the Lord's podcast. work. That's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, so, um, basically we got one new Patreon member and it was because of me watching Bleach. Apparently I made this commitment, uh, with one of our discord members without me knowing, but I'm glad to, they, they stuck to their, uh, I remember you guys talking about this. I remember them saying like, if you guys start watching Bleach, I will become a patron and I'm like tempting. 
but also Bleach is over 100 episodes, so I don't know right well, now. Well, at the time, you thought it was 300 and something. I did. I then d- when I told you 100 yeah. and something, you're like, oh, that's manageable. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, it would be, if I, don't, I hope I don't butcher your name, but Jerone. Uh, we appreciate you, Jerone. Jerion. Jerion. Jerowan. Jerowan, maybe. Jerowan. Either way, we 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 tried them all, but again, if we bu- anybody, if we butcher your name on the podcast, uh, feel free to let us know on the Discord or other social media. We're never gonna get them right. No, that's that's, that's, it, that's a guarantee. If you walk us through it, like a five year old, we'll get it right next time. Like our. <laughs> well, I mean, um, you have to sound it out. Well, you have to Ir- write it down. And then, well, there's our Irish friend Sherlock, who we yeah. never would have known. Never. Um, but now we know. Yeah. So yes. Please Please, uh, Jer- Jerion, thank you so much. Jerowan, I'm s- I would say you just changed it after you announced the different name. J-Homie. <laughs> J-Homie. <laughs> Again, thank you so much to you and all, all our patrons. Y'all are wonderful, and you continue to support us in what we love to do. Absolutely. Um, all right, so before we get to our sort of seasonal episode, uh, I don't know if there's big updates, but we like to check up what we're doing, how things are going on. This is like the first time we're seeing each other again in the podcast True. room. I will say we got some new... We finally... Put the pictures up from Port Con. Yep, yep. If you haven't listened to our uh, first anime convention episode, it's a couple weeks old. Please go check yep. that out. It's the whole experience. We talk about the art pieces. But yeah, we finally took uh, and went some interior designer out. Yeah. We hung them up. Well, There's- we got some pa- you know, some soundproofing, so I will not be putting a picture up until everything is done for the podcast room. But I feel like they would like to see the artwork because we actually haven't shown it fully in the podcast room. It's true. So. It's true. It's a work in progress, but uh, every day it gets a little bit cooler in Every here. day. We get a little bit closer to trash taste every single I will. Day. I have to make my comment on here, though. I really am a little disappointed, but we talked about it personally, that you don't have Jolene here. I wanted to see her. I haven't even gotten to see her out of the box. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Um, so. But I get to look at her every day. That's great. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the one big news I know I'd like to announce there, but what, what do you got going on? Pokemon cards, uh, Pokemon You didn't buy CCG. more, did you? I, I As the last episode a week ago, you already bought new cards, so you bought more in less than a week? I did not buy more. Oh boy. You know, it's, it's softcore gambling. It's like scratch tickets. It's easy to just pick one up at the store. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. So that, that yeah, I'm having fun though. You know, yeah, you know, good serotonin for that. You know, or I got other buddies are into it and playing with Rob, our buddy Drew. He's he's been buying a shit because he's he's well, said he, it. he's getting hood rich. Well, no, he he even said it when um when Robbie was like, "Hey, you should do this." He looks at him dead in the eye and he goes, "My guy, I need you to understand. I spend ridiculous amounts of money on stupid shit." He bought a bunch of golf clubs. Yeah, yeah, just arbitrarily. He's already like the other day. Um, I was talking to Rob and he's like, "Yeah." Drew spent like a hundred bucks on Pokemon cards yesterday. I'm like, Gee. then I bought two booster packs because I had to. Yeah, if you try to compete with that, you're gonna lose. Yeah, Th- that's what happens when the man he's got some money now. Yeah, he's- so he's gonna just buy and buy, buy. Now you're gonna know how it feels like when we're using our old Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and then you bought like brand new packs. It's like, okay, I'm not playing anymore. I feel that. It's I get you. It's I get just you. demoralizing. Yu-Gi-Oh is ridiculous though. Like Yu-Gi-Oh, it is bad. It, the the meta in Yu-Gi-Oh. I I, I will continue to say this. Pokemon is so much easier to get into. There, uh, yeah, there has been. If you po- like Pokemon, yeah. yeah, yeah, true. But there has been, like, just as a card game, it's easier to understand. Like, it's way more simple than Yu-Gi-Oh, and it's less about, like, yeah, the cards you have do come into effect, but it's less about the cards specifically that you have, and it's more about like actual strategy of like, am I going to retreat this Pokemon? Am I going to let him die and and lose the fucking prize card? It's. Again, it's less power creepy because Yu-Gi-Oh, you can I've I've watched videos where it's like I'm gonna get Exodia out in one turn. And I yeah. get it, that's not tournament legal, but I don't play in tournaments, so I, I don't care what's tournament right, legal. Right, right, right. 
So if you can do that shit, like that, that's ridiculous. So mm-hmm. I will continue to say that Pokemon is a much easier game to get people into if they have no experience with card games or, or whatever. And yeah, if you like Pokemon, like I haven't been buying cards necessarily because they're good or they're valuable or that's not really what I'm searching out. You don't I want, want, yeah, you don't want to buy cards for valuable. It's, it takes a while for them to become valuable. True, yeah. but like I want my favorite Pokemon. I want to be able to use them in my deck. So like that's what I've been seeking out more so than like, oh, this card's coveted. Is like, oh, or, or this card's great in the meta. It's like, no, no, I got a, I got a Vaporeon. I you see, <laughs> I haven't gotten any of the evolutions yet. Okay, but um, I got a whole bunch of dark Pokemon that I'm digging. Uh, it, it's it's been fun, and I pulled a fifteen dollar card. There you go. So that's pretty cool. I mean, not not the worst thing in the world. You know, keeping it on the Pokemon cards, I was telling you that I'm I'm actually selling my old old like rare Pokemon's I finally put in this like, book, putting the effort and time yeah. into selling them. Because uh, I know deep down we don't know if it's going to be valuable enough for like let's say if I had a kid or anything like that to pass on. But also right now the value of certain cards have gone up. Yeah. And like you even said, these old cards don't really have any. They don't work in a battle. They're more now just collectibles. The the original like like cause you, I look at my Gyarados as like an ultra rare and all that stuff. But really, its attack does like forty or something like that. It's it's probably gets shell, shellacked now. Yeah, with new it's cards. got like maybe like hundred and ten HP and like that. Not I, even. I have and, Pokemon that can do hundred and ten HP in one attack. Exactly. So it's just getting ridiculous. So I'm just like I'm gonna start to sell them. You know. I get that. I, I you know I got to put money elsewhere. Uh, and so that's where it's like, if you want it or anyone's listening, I'm going to put them up on the market. Hell yeah. You know, fun <laughs> fact, um, I so for some reason, I don't know if this is still true. I watched a video that was about a year old yeah. recently. And like some of the old, like original uh, sets of Pokemon, remember like the jungle packs with like a uh, Scyther on the front and shit? Yeah, they, co- yeah. So those, for whatever reason, so you can buy like the entire set of like mint cards for like under 200 bucks, something but if you buy, you can also spend that two hundred dollars on like five unopened five unopened packs of this, and it's just weird how it's like the unopened packs are worth more than the cards you're trying to get out of the unopened packs. So it's I was just thought it was funny how it's like too bad you don't you haven't found like oh man I had one. It's pack also it's gambling. I never opened. It's literally gambling. Are you gonna take the risk? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But th- it's just weird how it's like you have you can buy all the cards that you could ever get out of the pack. Or you could buy the pack for like way more, and it's like that mystery of it for whatever reason yeah. for these old cards. The the market's really weird now. That's what I miss about old Yu Gi Oh. It was like two ninety nine for a pack of seven or eight in those little you know, uh, uh, plastic whatever things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was my favorite part was opening all those and getting pretty much the same cards, but it was like seven bucks. But every now and yeah. then you pulled yeah. that really sick hollow. Yeah, well, not seven bucks, like three bucks. Like I said back then, it was a little yeah. bit cheap. I don't know what they are now. But, uh, um, it's like uh, you can get between. 350 and like five bucks depending on where you go is a booster pack comes with 10 cards gotcha okay so it's not the worst thing you know it's not like it's not like 10 bucks a pack at this point Mm -hmm. cigarettes have definitely gone up more per pack than pokemon cards (laughs) but uh yeah other than the uh, pokemon what else you got um honestly i've just been really busting ass on seasonals because i've been behind uh, yeah there's gonna be a story behind that yeah i've wanted to watch more hajime no ipo but i just haven't uh, if i'm watching anime now it's like i I have shows I have to watch yeah. for commitment purposes. So essentially, yeah, there, there we are. We haven't really been doing too much. Most of my life has been these, these two shows and other another show, kind of a and little an- bit, and another show, a- and playing Pokemon TCG, whether it be online or with real cards. Fair enough. 
Um, I, I have to say that I don't have the same thing for you. It's basically working that grind. Finally, the overtime is let up for me at work. It's about so fucking time. I, I've been pretty positive, happy about it. I'm now getting my Tuesday, Wednesdays off once in a while that I was just telling you about. Uh, but yeah, I, I pretty much was all caught up in my sort of seasonals, but um, I did watch up to like I'm at episode 23 of Bleach. Haven't moved too far since then. Um, almost finished volume 34 of One Piece. I know that's not fast, but I'm working at my pace. Not um, the worst thing. I was telling people in Discord after like six months of not reading a manga, and then you're jumped like you're in the middle of like yeah. this little fight. It's not a big serious fight, but a fight, and you're like, "What's going on? <laughs> Why am I here?" I'm totally, and then I'm like, "Oh wait, wait, I'm starting to get it." And uh, so yeah, when it comes to all that stuff, I'm a little bit uh, behind, but it's also because this is not anime related. I have been binge watching all of the boys. I finished all of it, season three, all of Stranger Things. Um, basically I was watching, um, I started watching uh, some other show. What the fuck was that show's name? It's not important because apparently I don't remember the name, but yeah, more of like live action, real shows. I've been watching a shit ton. I mean, it's a little bit past the date, but I had to watch all of Obi-Wan cause that's my boy. Um, that was okay. It wasn't the best, but it ended great. So that's all that matters. That's what you get for having other nerdy interests besides anime. Oh, anime it's crazy! But the great thing is, like in our Discord, I think our superhero landing has more popularity than most things in that our Discord. That might be our most popular. And um, I'm so glad channel. it's a thing because it's like you know, it's superhero shit, man. It's fucking awesome, and we're in America. <laughs> we just love superheroes. <laughs> You're not wrong um, there, Chief. That's why My Hero Academia does so well. Um, so other than that, yeah, it's basically just doing that grind. I will be getting back into anime. I'd probably like to get through a couple more Bleach episodes, but, um, we got some big things in the works, hopefully within like another month or so, which I will not announce yet, but I'm excited for. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be doing some cool stuff. Obviously we've been hinting at it for months, but we got Syscon September coming (laughs) up. Um, oh, you're in for a ride. Hopefully we'll have some cool (laughs) stuff in August. We don't have anything banger planned for necessarily August. Um, at least nothing that you guys will hear. Uh, I don't you know, think we're not um, telling you shit. But yeah, uh, <laughs> September and August uh, are going to be interesting. Uh, September and October, I mean, September is going to be interesting. There's a chance one episode will be in August, but we'll see how. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's it's going to be yeah. fun. Um, uh, yeah. We hope we don't lose you all. Please stick around. <laughs> it's not that bad. Wow, you made it sound really bad. It's Syscon September. What am I? I can't lie You'd to be, people. It'd probably be the most popular damn thing next to Mecca March. I might, probably not. If it might, not. if it is, I'm gonna be a little. They're just concerned. gonna come on here to hear you scr- like cringe the whole time. Yeah, as, see, I'm, as I'm just sitting there going off about yeah. So I bent her over, and I'm yeah. more afraid I'm gonna be into it. You never know. I never know. I liked I liked Orimo, and I it's don't it's like weird, that. huh? How I much that you actually enjoyed it? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So I think that's enough of that. It's time to get to the sort of seasonals. Um. I have some hot takes and some things I want to talk about, especially for two of them. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so basically, um, we're going to start off with the one that essentially we got to come right out and say it. Uh, Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2. We did not finish it. No, uh, for different reasons. D- but yeah, we different didn't finish reason. it. Uh, I will come on here before we give our rating and review. Um, I stopped because I didn't like it. So that... Before I give out my rating, I'm just going to come out and say it. So but, you just uh, full-blown like dropped it. You yeah, said, I, I, I dropped had it. enough. Um, so, but I did watch up to seven episodes, so I, I was on to episode eight and I, I couldn't, you know, continue, uh, but I still feel like I got a good grasp of it. I've been, you know, looking at reviews of it and like what happens at the end didn't seem any better. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, 
yeah, so uh, we're going to start off with Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2. If you do think that we're going to somehow spoil some big things for this show, uh, skip ahead to the next one. Or if you don't want to get any spoilers, uh, probably want to skip. Right or now. if you're mad at us for not finishing it and you don't even want to hear our half-assed thoughts, again, timestamps will be in the description. Um, yeah. Check it out. I will defend myself and say I did try it, and I dropped it. And I did say if, if shows are not good, even if seasonals. I know a lot of people drop shows that are seasonals sure. from other podcasts. I get it. Uh, you, on the other hand, was a little different story. Yeah, so I've just, you know... Pokemon. Pokemon and, <laughs> and COVID and my banking set up. I got checking Save the savings, savings and the savings and the checking. Yeah, no, I, I really just didn't allow myself enough time. I'm not going to say I didn't have enough time. You did. I'm going to say I didn't allow myself enough time yeah. to watch it. Uh, I, you know, but in my defense, I was going to text you and be like, ah, you're really getting that anime done. But in, I'm like, you know what? He knows what he's got. to Yeah, do. I know what I did. Yeah, uh, I but in my defense, <laughs> like I really enjoyed like Komi and Kaguya, the other two anime. I really enjoyed them. And like yeah. there were times where I was kind of half awake, falling asleep. And I decided I would rather full, uh, full fully like, watch enjoy you. Kaguya and Komi rather than watching more shit. And this also plays into factor, we can get into it, is that a lot of people are not liking the season. So yeah. you for once I you're kinda it. like, man, I've been hearing nothing but shit. The Mal rating's not that good. So you're like, why should I watch this? And when I when I did watch two episodes this morning before I came over with what time I had. <laughs> um but uh and even then like it's I realized it's been like two and a half, almost three years since I've watched this show. It finished in 2019, and it's now up in and 2020. And I watched it in, like, 2020, maybe late 2019. Like, yeah. it was right before we started the podcast, I mm -hmm. believe. And like, It was the next biggest thing. Like, everyone was, was so into it. Well, people were saying, like, I read reviews, and they was like, I don't like Isekai, but this is doing something different, and I enjoy it. And that's mm -hmm. why I watched it, because I, you had heard, like, Isekai's fucking dime a dozen anime. I'm like, all right, well, I want to be careful. I don't want to watch something shitty, waste my time. So, yeah, it's been... Almost three years since I've watched this goddamn show. And it I, I guess this is a little bit of a gripe, but it just kind of throws you into like, remember these characters? I would have liked a little bit of a recap. Can you know like it and it's not I know they plan to have this out in like twenty twenty, but you should have thrown in like a little quick, like fifteen second, like, remember what happened? Here's the big story beats thing. Yeah. But I think I had just kind of lost whatever fire I had for this show in the time that it took to get put out like i was only kind of i gave it a seven the first season yeah so I, I was like too. i was lukewarm on it but you anyway. were very defenseful when i gave my seven and was criticizing what i didn't like about how they ended it you were saying no 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 they're gonna they're gonna do great things in the next season they're building up to like this other world and there's these other heroes and like they're having to protect their worlds you're right and I, i'm like i got that 86 vibe where you're like thinking no no no, it's gonna get better and i'm sitting <laughs> here like i don't see it and now finally i'm right Guys, the second season sucks. And like, uh, so to me, it sucks. And just in the two episodes that I watched, they took a complete <laughs> parallel path to like spirit tortoise or whatever. And I get it, you know, like a, a show that's planning on being fairly long running, you're gonna have some like some fucking diverting paths. You know, Avatar. We love Avatar: The Last Airbender, but it was episodic for like eighty percent of it until you got to mostly the last season or the last two episodes of each season. Mm -hmm. So, but that's also a kid show. E either way, I guess. <laughs> What I'm getting at is I would have liked them to delve immediately delve into what like what what were the other heroes? Maybe they talked about it more in the begin at the end of the last Well, they the introduced season. like two brand new characters as well as a new bad guy. Yeah. All very horribly. I can get on that a little no, bit. Yeah, I'm gonna go, read it the go brief wild. synopsis. Okay, that makes sense. And then sense. um 
for some reason, when I look at the character sheet, it brings up everyone from season one. And it's like, uh, well, what about the ones in season two? Oh, they're not that important, I guess. Um, anyway, <laughs> so the synopsis, with another wave happening in a week, now Fumi and his party have no time to waste. However, when bat familiars Ray Laura Lana village and the wave countdown comes to a halt, the four cardinal heroes reconvene with the queen for a quick briefing. The queen presumes that the odd occurrences are links to the spirit tortoise, a threatening creature that has awakened from its slumber back to cause havoc once again. A plan to put the spirit tortoise to rest is devised, but out of the four men, only the cursed shield hero agrees. What a shocker. Uh, so, I guess let me... See, I only watched two episodes, so let and me just And that's pretty give, much the first episode right there. Let me just give like what little gripes and what little like positives that I have, and then I guess, JD, you can kind of get into why specifically you dropped it, because, you, again, mm. you made the decision to stop watching it. I, yeah. I'm still not like, at least from what I've seen... I'm not like completely turned off by it. I I I'm not opposed to watching more. Yeah, you haven't got yeah. Maybe you can check it out after this, you know. I, I probably will continue to watch it at some point, but then again it might just kind of get lost in the I'm I would like to check that out at some point pile, which is growing bigger and bigger the more time I'm it's alive. It's getting to a point where are you gonna be able to? So <laughs> I I do have a problem with like the other heroes. I they've had this flip-flopping character development how many times in the first season did they get humbled 30 a lot. 40 500,000 every time that they did anything they got humbled and yet in this council when they're like we need to defeat the spirit tortoise it's killing people you know you know you guys are heroes i know they're like ah oh, we're here to defeat the fucking waves and that's it but- do Hey, hey, bitches, did you just hear the wave stop because the spirit tortoise is here? Yeah, and also, like, why are you, hold on, let's break this down a little bit. Why are you, why are you attacking the waves? And, you know, at some point, I feel like you'll get to, you know, you're my hero, it's why I was summoned, but you were summoned to fight the waves to save people at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Okay, well, like, you know, this might not have a wave, but, like, again, let's break this down. Uh, back to your original goal of like saving people, the whole reason we're doing this, like you could still do this with the spirit tortoise. And they're like, it's not my wallet. <laughs> it's fucking- but I found this right next to you. Bro. Yeah, that makes sense. And it, they're just so, it, they feel so kind of like painted. You see like, why I was saying their characters just suck. But, like, they, they, what is the point? And they always lose. They always get their ass beat. But, like, I was, I was hopeful that, like, you know, season two, they're going to be a little bit more humble. They're going to respect Naofumi a little bit more. <laughs> they might actually realize they're not the entire king shit. And no, within the first five minutes, it's like, you're wrong about that, Chief. Get out of here. Yeah, the only part that made me laugh is that the girl that is now called Bitch, like, literally, oh, they, yeah, they, they leave, they, they stop the, the reconvening, and they're leaving, and then the, the Lancer guy is like, she's like, did you tell him what I thought? She's like, no. And then she's like, why not? He's like, look, I'm sorry, bitch. And then it's like, ah, there it is. That's, <laughs> That's the only part that great. made me kind of laugh. So Yeah, so, like, that was annoying. I wish the other heroes would have uh, any sort of, like, character development that sticks. Um and yeah, I wasn't too hyped with like the hey, there's this new crazy threat that we got to deal with that kind of has something to do with this, but nothing. A slow to do moving with it. tortoise. Yeah, like it I, I didn't don't know. seem d- devastating. It didn't do shit. It didn't hurt anybody unless it was attacked. From what I was witnessing, you didn't get to see it. Yeah, literally, it was just literally they had to walk up on it and it started like crushing them and doing shit when they got within range of it. Yeah. And then when it couldn't move anymore because they immobilized it, it could then shoot laser beams. Oh, good. And that's when it got devastating. But you you made it do that. Freaking head. (laughs) So, 
But no, I don't know where to go with this show because well, to be honest, can I say let me say something and I already said it to you, but I think it deserves to be on the podcast. What is that? We had an episode a long time ago, 18, 17, something like that. ReZero does not suck. We made the case that ReZero was indeed a good show. Mm-hmm. Um the more anime I've watched and this one specifically made me kind of sit back and realize I feel about this how people felt about ReZero. A lot of people. Lukewarm. There's a lot of story plots that are being introduced, but you're not focusing on the ones that me, the viewer, specifically wants to see. For all the people that were like, well, what, as far as ReZero goes, they're all like, well, what about the royal selection and shit? For the first season, let's talk about. I can understand why that would turn somebody off. I, in Shield Hero, was like, yes, I want to know more about these other heroes and why they're fighting now Fumi and shit. And this show's like, nah, spirit tortoise, bro. I'm not going to lie, though. This has got way lower ratings than RE0. I agree. That's what I mean. So I don't think a lot of people are hating as much as, you know. I guess I just, I relate it to a similar feeling. Because I know yeah, there yeah. are other people out there. Like, if you're invested in now Fumi, and, like, I'm still invested in yeah. Raftalia. She's she's wonderful. But I think that's, I, I think I've realized that's the only thing I'm invested in in this show. And I don't really. know you either would like or dislike what they did by the seven episode mark. And I will touch on that real quick, which will be spoiler, because we're not going to sit on this much longer. No, we'll get we'll get um, off of it. Another thing that really struck me as strange, I don't know if I hated it, but they're really, really going hard on this whole slave motif thing, aren't they? Like, they're doubling down Yeah, because did you get now. to see the new girl becoming a slave? Which, yeah. Yeah, the, the red-headed Rishia, which I'll just say, if she annoyed you already, she gets worse. She gets much no, worse. No, I, I was talking about the green-haired girl. I thought that was her name. It says right here, Rishia. Oh, you called her redhead. My bad. My, green, no, I, then that, that's fine. It just confused me. I, I confused You're people. You're good. Yeah, no. Right. She became a slave. And with, with Raftalia, I yeah. give it a pass because now Fumi was- And a, even now Fumi's like, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. And now Fumi was more of an asshole. He didn't care about other people's feelings when he originally bought Raftalia. But she decided to keep the slave mark after be, gaining the slave mark after now Fumi's this like not asshole guy. It feels like a weird double down of- Oh, you didn't like my portrayal of slavery being okay? Well, guess what, motherfucker? My harem is growing. We're doing it again. I just, it, I think this time it irked me like yeah. it irked people the first time. Not the reason I was like, can't watch this fucking show anymore, but I was like, really, guys? And this- really, Rishia is still into the bow and arrow guy? Yeah. So literally, she's... it's like you are saying you'll do it, but you deep down care for someone else, and that's like this is just so backwards. When it, like you really think about it, yeah, it's a weird um, thing. If I was now Fumi, I would have been like, you know what? No, you don't really, you really don't have feelings, and I'm not going to force them. Like, oh, you're not forcing me. Well, you still have feelings. You, you know, and I like know. I get it. You can level up that way because if now Fumi yeah. tells you to do it, like she doesn't do all, shit. All your fucking. Oh, really? They don't even. She wears a chicken suit throughout she's... the whole a chicken suit, and that's like her battle arm. I, there's so many people, and I'm like in comments, like it's very hard to take someone seriously when they're trying to like go into her backstory, yeah. like try to grow you on a new character. They did a lot of trying to new and, and new she's characters. She's in a chicken suit. She's in a chicken suit, and it's like it's not working like a JoJo's or some kind. It's literally just put in there, and there's no comedy behind. She just runs around, and then she fights in it, but nothing happens. She doesn't do anything. She finally does something by like episode six or seven that everyone's like, oh great, but there was no build up to like why all of a sudden she could kick ass. You know what I mean? It's a very empty storytelling here. Yeah. Like, very, and you already did empty, this. So. You already did this thing. Like, if you wanted to make this, like, controversial statement with the slavery thing and it, yeah. it being a means to an end to get to another power level, mm-hmm. you've already done it with Raftalia. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, like, you don't have to do it again. It, it not only feels controversial, but it feels kind of lazy. 
Oh yeah. If I can say that, and I feel I'm sorry, everybody. If you really like Shield Hero, I know you could t- t- talk shit to me on the Discord. Join the Discord if you're not there, and be like, you watch two episodes. What the fuck do you think you're talking about? Like you think you can? No, I get it. I, I'm with you, but this is. I just felt like it was building, and if I kept watching, I feel like I would have kept going. Oh, yeah, that's not good. But anyway, you you can get on to why specifically, like why you dropped it, and kind of how where you felt the series was going. Well, it was a fast track to the tortoise, which this whole idea of it was very boring. Whatever, and by episode like three or four, they've already like infiltrated inside the giant tortoise that's like in a giant moving fucking fortress. Good, good, yeah. Um, and in the middle of this, they run into the uh, glass and La Arc. If you remember from the yeah, first so season, yeah. So that's who I wanted to see more of. Yeah, yeah. They show up now. I'm going to be a little bit like maybe I'm just being overcritical. So all the waves are closed. That's how they were getting through. Yeah. How'd they get through? They are from a different dimension, aren't they? So when they run into them- Did they them, get stuck there in the, at the end of the They don't mention that. They don't mention- They just say that they're here to defeat the tortoise because it is endangering their world, even though they are in Naofumi's world. Huh. So Naofumi, one thing they kept right is that he was like, you know, he's still cold. He's like, you know, you do whatever you want, but we're not sticking together because I don't trust you. Yeah, a week he, ago you tried to kill me and so everybody else. So they split up, whatever. But yeah, Glass, immediately Glass and Naofumi have a thing because obviously they've been having that that rivalry, but also they may be wanting I mean, each she's, other. She's kind of cute, but like whatever. Yeah. So whatever. So Glass, the one thing that was interesting about her was she wasn't very talkative. She was very cold and all yeah. that. Already within like one or two episodes of seeing her, she's talking a lot more than I think she needs to. She's one of those characters that doesn't need to be the one talking it's a lot. like the three seasons we've yeah. seen of kaguya's development Exa- pushed into one episode and i'm like no this isn't how and so there also became dumb like laark was like cutting off the hearts of the tortoise but it was all a mirage and they're just like they act like they're now well once again you're not now fumi so yeah you now fumi's you guy. can't be good yeah, yeah, yeah. so that happens and they go to the center and finally meet finally the bad guy shows up pretty early and his name is kyo and he i'll tell you what his traits are he, he's sadistical <laughs> That's oh, it. He's, he's just, he's yeah, crazy. Okay. Yonder. He just yells and he tells you his plans out loud like you're an idiot for not understanding it, but he just told you the plans. Oh, yeah. Very, very easy to understand. <laughs> and uh, and then basically you're hanging out with this character, um, with uh, Rishia. They try to introduce this new one called Oost. O-S-T. So, oh, uh, that O-S-T. That's uh, original soundtrack. <laughs> She, love she basically is you see her like I think the second and end of the second episode, the one that says please kill me when they're in the crater. I don't know if you yeah, saw that. Yeah, she's like the familiar for the spirit tortoise person. Yes. Oh, that's her name? Oh, oh. Oost. 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 It's like um uh, Zushi from fucking uh Hunter Hunter. Oost Oost <laughs> Love that kid. So basically, yeah, you find out is that she's basically connected with the tortoise. And throughout the whole thing, I even guessed it that you had to kill her, like she said, to kill the tortoise. Oh, yeah, of course. But the whole time you were fighting the tortoise, they were cutting okay. the heart of the tortoise, and the guy was like, ha-ha, you're so dumb. She's the heart of the tortoise. And you're like, oh, really? That was, you know what? Honestly, <laughs> that was worth peeking the mic right there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no, you're good. I, no, it just really, it just bothered me. And I'm, I'm going fast, but people that have watched it know, and they probably be like, well, you should have continued. So... Through this whole thing near the ending, and they had to kill her to kill the tortoise. And they're like, "Oh, they they really probably thought they were gonna make you connect to this character." But I, I very, I didn't get much to it. Okay. She was very polite. She was always helping everyone. You knew they were trying to build her connection with the group, so that way when she's gone, you're gonna be like, "No, no." But it was like five episodes. She wasn't ready. And like we said, the pacing of the show just felt weird. 
the three years, I felt like animations were off. It, it felt like a lot of things were out of sync. And it was two different studios now doing this. It wasn't yeah, they just had help. Citrus. It wasn't Kinema They needed help. Holy, yeah. And I felt it. I felt it. And, and then the tortoise is so bad CGI, dude. It's just, it's, yeah, it, it's I, so bad. I noticed that every enemy and every <laughs> army person was CGI. It wasn't just like in certain battle yeah. scenes. It was ev- when they were just standing there. And, and I like get the it. combat was decent because it was teamwork oriented, but by second season, dude, I'm like, I, I lost the magic. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just lost the magic for me when it comes to all the action and all that shit. So, so the final thing was basically they were they were you know, uh, little Rishia was able to beat up the bad guy for a minute and really make him eat his words. Character development. And in all of this happening, they get whooshed into a portal. Okay, they so get whooshed. They get whooshed into another portal. And by episode seven, what happens is they get isekai to another isekai. Double isekai. They get put to another world. You hear about all these worlds, so I get it. It's kind of interesting that they're finally put to another world. But here's the thing. Now Fumi now is back to level one. Everyone is back to level one. All your progress made is back to level one. Raftalia is now a little kid again. Oh no! Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, and that was the. I didn't know if you like or hate. I did not like. She's that. cute, but but I also, she's back to level one now. She's become an adult, and I have sexual attraction. Not to anymore now. So now you're like, going to prison. Can, you're right. <laughs> so she's back to level one now, and which I guess by the the light novel, she's not even with him. But whatever. That was another thing people were pissed about. So yeah, basically they're back in a new world. This new character shows up, which some people liked. I, I only saw one episode. And from what I heard is it took one episode for them to get out of that isekai to go back. Oh, good. So they wasted a whole episode to go to another isekai. It's just, it's now becoming an isekai time jump, <laughs> which was this crazy. Is Rick and Morty isekai. I, I don't know, man. I just don't get so. It's like what I'm getting is it's a 12 episode. So obviously the six episodes was about the spirit tortoise. It was the halfway mark. And they're like, now we're going to start the actual shit. Like those first six episodes are filler. And I guess you have to you have to put it out there. But also maybe it was the way they did directing. Maybe they could have just found a way to just cut that shit out. Make it feel like filler. I don't know. But it was not. It wasn't for me. I get you. And I've heard a lot of people saying like this this season, even in the light novel, like this part is kind of yeah. a bore. But so maybe, like, yeah. I'm going to hear season three is like actually good or whatever if they don't have any more delays and they're able to really put their commitment to it. But I didn't want to watch it anymore, and uh, I could have not told you, and you would have had to have been forced to watch. That would have been tough for me. But I'm, uh, I'm, actually I'm, glad I'm ending you my rating it. with five. Okay, I'd give it a four, but I think it, it. I didn't finish it, so it could have some good qualities. But from what I heard at the ending, it wasn't that great. Yeah. I can't even tell you everything that really goes on. Uh, but apparently, the bad guy is from another world as well. I and, thought that and, was already the case. Exactly, but right. he was fat. He looked a little different and stuff like that. So it's like, why did he look different when he got summoned unlike everybody else? So it's it's some questions. It's just more questions. Okay. Well, so sorry, cool. guys, but I can't I can't continue. Yeah, five. I might continue it. I was at least interested to see what they were. I, I stopped right before the battle between the spirit tortoise and like everybody. They had the armies out. So I was interested to see at least what they did with the battle. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm interested enough that I'm not going to say I will not watch this. But yeah, I don't know. I pro- I'm going to not going to lie to you guys. I'm probably going to start watching more Hajime no Ippo when I get a chance to watch an anime of my choosing, like specifically, like whatever I want to watch. Uh, and I'm not going to give it a rating. That would be completely unfair two, for yeah. two episodes. Like, you don't have to finish a show 100% to give it a rating, but I think you have to give it, like, you know, th- more than two episodes worth of a fucking shot before you can actually say, I want, I have a valid, 
valid criticism or like valid rating for this. Absolutely. So yeah, that is our half-assed review of Rising of Shield Hero season two. Uh, please uh, direct your pitchforks and your and your torches to the left. The <laughs> line is over there. All right. So our next one is the number one ranked anime right now, Kaguya Sama. Ultra romantic. Wait, really? That's number one. It on says Mal? rank number one, popularity number three hundred five, members five hundred eighty-two thousand. That's fucking wild, bro. Like I knew it's spy a, it's a lot of people that are riding it right off the. I'll, I'll be one of those guys. I'm gonna hate on you haters uh, for hating on other shows. You guys are giving this way too high of a rating. The best show ever. Like no, that's it's kinda not. Wild. It's not. It's not. But like, goddamn, is it good? It, it it's good. It's definitely for the ones that love that comedy with that 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 comedy like romance between two people still yeah. uh and the the little uh, quirkiness of it i think it's uh, got some quirkiness yeah i mean you i feel like you either uh, you, there's three camps you either hate kaguya-sama you either love kaguya-sama or you're like you where it's like pretty good but there's like nobody who's like kaguya-sama eight and a half <laughs> eight and a half <laughs> no actually yeah it's either you give it a 10 or something else um, it, that's what it feels like dude and i get it it's it's it, um I think a lot of people are ready for this. You know, the good old Studio A1 pictures for uh, Kaguya-sama Ultra Romantic. I will read. The synopsis has two paragraphs, so we'll oh, be going through boy. that. Um, are you ready, sir? I was born ready. All right. The elite members of Shuchin Academy student councils continue their competitive day-to-day -day antics. Council President Miyuki uh, Shirogane clashes daily against Vice President Kaguya uh, Shinomiya, which I didn't feel like they clashed that much in this. Um, no, uh, there's a reason this is called ultra romantic. Yeah, because when it says that they continue, it's like eh, I don't remember. That, that feels man. like the more of a synopsis for the whole show in general. The yeah, first it's paragraph. like they're like, let's just continue the synopsis. Uh, so each fighting tooth and nail to trick the other into confessing their romantic love, like the last three seasons. Kaguya struggles with the strict confines of her wealth, uptight family, rebelling against her cold default demeanor as she warms to Shirogane and the rest of her friends. Meanwhile, Consul Treasurer Yu Ishigami suffers under the weight of his hopeless crush, uh, Koyasu. I'm not going to say the first name, I'll get it wrong. A popular upperclassman who helps to instill a new confidence in him. It is Subame, by the way. Thank you. I got you. Kazuntite. Uh, Miko Ino, the newest student council member, grows closer to the rule-breaking Ishigami while striving to overcome her own authoritarian moral code. Authoritarian. Authorit uh, yeah. Uh, authoritarian. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, pronunciation's key. As you know, some words are tough. So, yeah. Um, and it's basically like it kind of shows ultra-romantic. It kind of spreads a little bit away from just being... Miyuki and Kaguya when it comes to romance because finally Ishigami is getting a little taste of it. Uh, uh, so Chika doesn't have it, but I don't think she's ever going to have a relationship no, because her personality. It's funny. Like, um, um, I don't think Chika would be considered like asexual because she's definitely interested in like romance and stuff. I just think she's not. She just she has fun. And she doesn't seem at all interested in dating right now. She likes making fun of others that are having romance. Yeah, feelings, she's like, more interested in like her friend's romance than she is in her own personal romance, which I actually respect because it's like, yeah, when you see all these characters like hooking up and wanting to date, it's nice to have that one kind of straight man character who's just like she's running around playing detective while everybody else is trying to confess to their love. This is true. And it's perfect. Like Chica's yeah. perfect for this show. This is true. So. Um, we can get into it. This is once again, the kind of like this in Comey, it's kind of like little antics happen. So you really don't break down every episode. You kind of say, how are the characters? There was some kind of like new, interesting characters involved. Um, what were your favorite parts? Stuff like that. So 
what would you like to say? Was this everything you hoped for in the third and probably another season will be coming uh, of Kaguya-sama? Um, yeah, honestly, it did end up being everything I hoped for. Kaguya-sama has this wonderful ability for me to where I feel like every season personally starts out a ki- kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Like where it's just like we're just here to make jokes. We're not really here to do any like real hardcore delving into characters or anything like that. And then by the last fucking episodes, I'm sitting there with tears in my eyes and like either cheering or in despair. I'm just I'm fully invested. And that's exactly what this show. I I think this was that's what this season did. Right. Because like the first episode, which I ended up watching months ago. I was just one day yeah. I was like, let's let's when, check when we out. thought we were going to get ahead. Right. <laughs> right. I was like, let's check out Kaguya. I was just had a half an hour for free and I watched it and I hadn't picked it up again until this past week. <laughs> but I remember it was the like arm wrestling competition that they did. That was like the big yeah. the where big Ishigami gag. actually showed that he's a little sexist. A little bit. I, I will say I'm a man, so I can't lose to a female. And it's like, oh, that usually wouldn't fly around here. Yeah, I guess we'll get this out of the way. But like as much as I love Kaguya sama, um, it doesn't handle uh, LGBTQ plus uh, for, for this show to be number or... one in the community. I'm sitting here like I'm glad you said that because I'm like this show is very it's kind touch of, and it, feel a lot more than a lot of other feels a shows. little homophobic. Which yeah, I mean I'm sure hey it, that's fine. You know th- for they Japan, do whatever they will. Yeah, and for for like Japan, it's like it's kind of what we expect. But it it feels it, it definitely as an American, it feels less progressive than it should be. You know what I mean? Because like there's that one scene where Cheek is like, "Oh my God, you're gay," and she's like, "What am I gonna do? Am I gonna stop this?" And we as fucking normal Americans are sitting right, there right. like, "Why would you stop that?" See, it's I just fine. laugh at those type of things. Yeah, you kind of like have Comey to. has some moments, and I laughed my yeah. ass off with it. So um, yeah, it's um, and JoJo's has some moments too. I mean, it's definitely a Japanese yeah. When they're thing. literally like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm thinking of the scene now with Avdol and fucking. Um, Abdal and Joseph, you got part five with uh, <laughs> they're Mista, tied to each other. Mista and Giorno, yeah, where yeah. they're like on the bench. I love it. Anyway, so yeah, like it, it can, it doesn't have to be taken bad, but I did want to get that out of the way that we do see and understand that not the most, uh, yeah. not the most queer friendly anime. No, see, it made me like Ishigami more though when he made those comments. Like and he's he, getting more confident with his friends, I appreciate where he that. can say what he feels now because. Um, well, like I say, and I haven't hit it before, I don't like the two main characters very much. Yeah. I think that, well, one is really rich and stuck up, and I get she warms her heart, but I feel like not enough because even in the season, she has proven time and time again you are selfish, and you think about your own desires, especially from her like best friend, Hayasaka. Um, just saying that right now. No, I... Who I, almost I, gets emotionally destroyed from the amount of Kaguya fucking making her do everything for her. Yeah. And I'm getting mad thinking about it. To be yeah. fair, though, so. uh, uh, talking about that, when... And we'll talk about, like, the things that Hayasaka did, but, like, when Hayasaka actually expressed her feelings to Kaguya, you notice after that, Hayasaka was kind of phased out of the anime because she wasn't helping Kaguya with every little thing. But you shouldn't have to phase her out. You should have her still involved in well, the anime doing other things. She was, but I, I, I'd i say it's tough because Hayasaka being who she is, like she can't be 100% herself around Kaguya. She just can't. Um, so having her hang out with the group is like a non-starter. Yeah, yeah. So at least they showed that like once Kaguya actually heard Hayasaka be like, you're fucking killing me. She did realize her problem, and she didn't continue to beat the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. It kind of backfired in like the last episode or two when she's like, "Hayasaka, save me!" When she forgot everything that she needed. Yeah, she was talking shit, and then she's like, "I'll be fine without her." Yeah, then, yeah, but that's that builds to the comedy, I guess. 
Um, let's talk about Hayasaka because yeah. we get like very little of her throughout this show. She's very much a background character, but I love her. I think what we do get of her is amazing. She's pretty much the best character in the show. I next feel to that. Chika. I know some people like don't like Chika, so I'll say, all right, Hayasaka. You know, can you really say yeah. you hate her? I feel like haters so. don't like Chika though. Like she doesn't have to be your favorite, but Chika's fucking fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, Hayasaka. Like I, I loved how we got a little character story arc for her. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to see her like kind of call Kaguya on her bullshit. Um, it was my favorite episode. Yeah, dude. I I, I liked it a lot. <laughs> I know you love Kaguya so much, so I'm like, this is like probably like Earthworm does not like it, but I loved it because it need to be said. True. And, so, and I, I appreciate, like, I love Kaguya, but I like watching Kaguya become a normal fucking person rather than, like we've said, this sheltered, spoiled little rich kid. Yeah. That's why I love Kaguya, because she's becoming a sweet girl. So that that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Hayasaka, so... The whole scene is uh, Shiragane goes out to a karaoke night, which ends up being like a double date situation. And I enjoyed everything about the karaoke night. That was that fucking was, hilarious. That was good. Um, he can't sing for shit, and we all knew that. And just and <laughs> everyone thought it was gonna be sexual because like I got it. I thought like, I got I got to do something. And then they were both alone in there, and she was suffering through his singing. Yeah. So, but she tells Kaguya Hayasaka that is she tells Kaguya like remember that time when you told me to seduce the president. Well, I'm going to give it another shot. And like Kaguya's like, oh, God, no. And Hayasaka fucking just does it. But yeah, so Hayasaka takes in like she I think she has a legitimate crush on the president. I really do. Hayasaka? I really think she actually has. Well, I think for over the time she's realized more and more how good of a dude he is. And he is such a good um, fucking guy. Well, that, that's what I mean. Um, if I had to pick which one is a better person overall through and through, I would say for right now it's definitely Shirogane. Between him and Kaguya? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, like he's, he's a nicer yeah, I mean, person. They both can't put out the effort because, you know, show purposes. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely the better dude. And yeah. I, could, I could totally understand that Hayasaka is into him. But I think she just doesn't even know what she wants because she never got to be her own self. I think that's true, And too. that's where it's unfortunate because, like you said, you see the glimpses when she's by herself. She acts a little bit different, a lot different than... Yeah. And then when she gets all bubbly. I love it. Like in season two when she's talking about the smartphones and you literally watch her progress from maid to regular exactly. high school girl. And that's where the show, I guess you could say too much of a good thing, but we don't even get that much. It's like this show really wants to bring home that this is about Kaguya and fucking Shirogane, but you have a very great cast here that I've been saying have not been supported enough. They yeah. finally gave Ishigami some shit here. Ishigami in the past two seasons have has gotten yeah. so much screen time, and I think they're really focusing on him. I'd like to think that the Hayasaka moments will continue to come throughout the seasons. Well, how many more seasons are there? I think there's going to be a few more because... Oh. Um, I was talking to Amelia a long time ago after I had finished season two, and she was saying that there was like at least another two seasons at the time, and this was again a long time ago. So I think we're we're in for a lot more Kaguya. Like the manga is still going. Like they're gonna continue this bullshit for a while, whether or not you want to stay for it. That's up to you. Right, right. But I'm I'm in. Like I you know, I'm I, oh, no, yeah, you you are you a uh, Kaguya Sama stan. But yeah, to back to what we were saying, I liked seeing like we didn't get a lot of it throughout, but we got a whole a solid two episodes of Hayasaka and her kind of finally stating that she just wants to be a normal high school girl and like putting her foot down and saying, These are my needs and I want them met. I will not continue to be a uh, essentially a fucking a servant to you, Kaguya. Even though that's kind of her job is to be the servant, she she still wants some fucking autonomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if Kaguya wants to pretend like they're friends too, then Kai and she does. She realizes that like I all right, you're right. I want you to be able to be 
yourself as much as as much as I'm becoming myself. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, so at least they got something like that. And also, I think they had, I think it was only one episode of um, basically Shirogane's sister, Kay. Yes. She was in it a little bit and all that stuff, helping him like find a new wardrobe for when he had to go out to like the festival or something to not look kind of like look like an Ed Hardy. You're always wearing the goddamn same outfit. And it's like, even I'm saying like, dude, get over yourself. You got to dress up a little bit. He literally dresses like I did in eighth grade, like flashy shirts, big baggy jeans, like the hoodie. It's bad. Fanny pack. The fanny pack I would not have had, but I like, know. yeah, I, yeah, it, it's just, it was not good. And I, I thought that was a funny little, like, Shirogone is a, a great guy, but he also has these, like, ridiculous quirks where it's like, this is one of his not so pleasant uh, features. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, Shirogane's father, who is voiced by Dio, still. Oh my God, best. I didn't even realize that. I don't know if you watch the sub, I do. So I do, it, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's Dio's father. And I didn't even That made it so that. much better when he would talk to his. He was uh, in the second season, right? I think he was like he touched a in it, bit. but he was more involved in the third season because they had like parent, uh, yeah, parent teacher conference type thing. Yes, t- uh, stuff like that. Because so. I didn't remember him at all, and it I, oh, like yeah? through. Well, through. I listened to him like, yeah, you sound so familiar, and then everyone's like, ah, shout out to Dio's dad, right. I mean, or Dio, and one I'm like, oh no shit. But like through process of elimination, I was able to figure out that he was he was Miyuki's dad, Mister Shiragane. But like, <laughs> I at first when I saw him, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, and that's. Much like Shield Hero, that's what happens when you wait a year or two in between seasons. So, because uh, we already know the two main characters, the last character I want to just talk about, uh, the not new one, but she showed up in the other one, Eno, Miko Eno, yep. the other council member. How do you feel about her? I don't dislike her. She's not my favorite character by far, but I think she adds a neat little wrinkle to the group. I liked her a lot more in season two. I think she added. Yeah. I think she added more of season in season two, but again. I can't say that it's not super cute to see her be like this authoritarian all the time and then like um, come to the culture festival when the bonfire, which is traditionally hasn't been allowed recently. She goes, no, we have to do that. She gets all excited and she works really hard to make it work, even though if it was anything else in that kind of like not okay category, she would be like, no, we're not fucking doing that. So. And then Ishigami's like, you need to be there to watch it because she wasn't even watching it, yep. so she got to go see the bonfire. And then she ends up being happy, not about the bonfire. She's just happy that everybody else is having a good time. You know what? That sounds like me. It's kind of <laughs> nice, right? I like, like it when everyone's having a good time with something I planned. Exactly. You know? And yeah. so she didn't even end up going to the bonfire. She was just happy as happy as hell to watch the video of everybody being there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, again, she's not my favorite character, but am I upset that she's in the show? No. Like, no, no. she's a wonderful addition. Yeah. So that being said, I, I'd like to just ground it out and say that the characters are all pretty well in this season. Um, I'm not a big fan of the two main ones, but... You got some of the originals. You got some new ones. I, I think it was all in all pretty decent when it comes to the characters. Absolutely. Line. And um, the quality of animation is also still great. I mean, they have those yeah, little things when they're like battling and they make so it like good. anime style. They do the crazy things like that. So Yeah, like as far as a slice of lifestyle anime goes, I think this is about as good as you could hope for for animation. Yeah. Um, so why I know you don't like Kaguya or Miyuki, but... Um, I love Kaguya as if you've listened to an episode, you probably know. She's <laughs> one of my top waifus. She made it on yeah, my yeah. top 50 characters for a fucking reason. Oh, yeah. And um, I love the fact that like 90% of Kaguya that we get in this season is like high-pitched chibi Kaguya. You know what I mean? 
Oh, like she has her two on. different modes. She has like cold and evil Kaguya, and then like yeah, I'm when in she's love. sitting on her bed for hours and hours and hours, and yes. she starts. Yeah, you get that, and that's my favorite Kaguya. Yeah, and you get like ninety percent of that for her shit. Like I, and that's gonna lead me to into another thing. So I guess I'll ask you, how did you feel about the transition? Like this is season three, ultra romantic. Mm-hmm. It felt to me like it went full transition from ro- from comedy first, romance second to romance first comedy when we can get to it now did it feel that way with you and how did you feel about it because i felt the romance was heavy i feel like it wasn't really i'm the maybe but i'm coming off of a another show we're gonna get to that feels like it, it kind of well, made more of an, a realistic approach sure. to romance than this which the, the whole point is this is heavily comedy about yeah. it but I didn't feel like it was compared much. to the other seasons, though. I guess compared to I the guess rest instead of, of as many battles with each other, they finally were kind of like Kaguya was more inclined to shit. Like they even came up with the like, if okay, if by this time he doesn't say anything, I'm gonna confess, and yeah. then vice versa. So yeah, I guess there was a little bit more there, but there was a time period like it's not romantic when Kaguya is deciding after she's read a message. I get it was funny because she didn't know that. Uh, Shirogane had read the text message, uh-huh. but she was sitting there for like three hours, not sending a text saying, "I'm going to make them." Oh wait. no, that is, but That's that was a like, battle. but that was in number, that was in episode one. That was in episode one. Yeah, because I remember. I thought that. that was like three or four. No, because I remember that, but I don't remember watching that recently. I'm pretty sure that was up. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but that because was early. one thing I said is one, you can turn read send messages off. Oh, if anyone can? knows how to, yes, and your iPhone, you can send that you shit off. You have to teach me how to do that because that's why I've been. Uh, maybe you don't because that's why I've been responding to you so promptly. Maybe I should I leave the, it so you gotta I got respond the iPhone, to my ass. Because I'm like he's gonna know if I read it. I can't talk. <laughs> yeah, you can get rid of that shit. It's no like shit. so I, I'm sitting here as like the the logical person. Like you could turn that off. But you got to remember, phone, so. she doesn't even know it's there. Well, to Hayasaka begin with. could tell her that. Yeah, but Hayasaka like likes watching. I know she does, and that's why I kind of laugh. Because I'm like, Hayasaka likes it, so I like it. But I guess I do whatever she does. <laughs> True. So. But like what I'm getting at is that was more that was definitely in the first half. And like Kaguya does, it the romance comes in heavy at the end, but I felt like it was like being poured down. I, my I'll throat. give you it probably went a little bit more harder, but to be honest, I just I don't feel nothing from those characters. And I that really, upsets me, but I, get I it. I'm trying not I'm tr- I, I see how much you love the show and a lot of people. We got our boy Matt. I'm pretty sure he gave this a ten out of ten. And I don't from blame him. Otaku bro. melancholy, and he's gonna be like, I fucking hate you so much. But <laughs> I just don't like the romance and the and the and the two characters. I don't feel anything, so I don't think it's a very good romance show. Um, but it was definitely probably more hammered in because there was a lot more moments where they were a lot more civil to each other and more talkative. Yeah, and, and there were times where they're alone in the room and they were. So I can see it's like, a lot better. Like you said earlier, not everything in season one, every interaction, and that's what pissed me battle. off. And I got it was the joke, but I was like, yo, now it's like then yeah. there's times where Kaguya like uh. Miyuki asks her to go check out another culture festival to prepare for theirs. Right. And she th- starts to think, like, all strategic-wise and shit. And then he just straight up asks, like, no, I just want it to be the two of us. I figured we could check it out. And she's completely thrown off guard because the, there's no ar- ulterior motive. No, this is just I want to bring it. And she just goes, like, dead, deadhead, like, blank fucking brain, has no idea what to say. I thought that was cool. Like, yeah. And that's that's kind of what I'm bringing up to where it's like it, we're, we're finally, we might not the be ready. the walls down. We might not be ready to confess our love, but we're ready to at least 
start showing that well, we care for each other. Yeah, by the end of the show, it is finally done. The, kind the of. The deed is... You don't say kind of because I saw the ending of that when they're holding hands. I yeah. tell you right now, if it's not season four with them actually in a relationship, I, I walk. And I, here's I, I walk. So I want to talk about the Culture Festival too, but I guess we'll talk about this right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here's how I think the rest of it's going to go. Is they're in a relationship. They have made this unspoken commitment, but you know how... I know it's been a while since either of us have had a new relationship, but remember that period in the beginning when you're like, when do I tell her that I love her? I don't want it to be too soon, but I don't want it to be like, I don't want her to think that I don't want to like make a commitment. Like, you know, you remember, you know what I'm talking about? That kind of like, I'm not sure. You know me, man. I, I've done things so much different than you. You're like, you, you lived a different life. So it's like, nah, actually I didn't think well, of that. Well, that was a big thing. Like when you- In high school, it's a big exactly, thing. Exactly. Because you don't know what love is. Exactly. Yeah. But remember, these these two are in high school still. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm getting at is like, they're going to be in a relationship. Now the battle is to get the other one to confess wholly that it's not just I like you and want to be around you and date you. I'm in love with you. My heart throbs stronger yeah. than Venus's fucking. I'll give you a heart keychain, and that means I love you. Yeah, but and like it's it, like, oh, that's cute. But and no, in the culture no. festival, <laughs> it's a bunch of like symbolic stuff yeah. that they do, but they can't actually say the words. Yeah. So now the battle isn't get him to go out with me or like even show that he likes me. Now the battle is full blown. Confess that you love me, bitch. Ask me to marry you, motherfucker. And I think that's how it's gonna keep building. Is Every time there's a next step in the relationship, that's what the battle's going to be. Like, there might be even, like, half a season where it's, like, we're both interested in in, in doing some fuck. Now, <laughs> some fuck. But I'm not going to be the pervy one who suggests it first, so I'm going to seduce you and make you drive, and going to drive you crazy and make you demand my body. I can see things going like that, you know? So that's how it's going to go. I think so. As someone who hasn't read any of the manga, doesn't know what's to come, yeah. just knows that there's more Kaguya to come. <laughs> Kaguya to come. That's dirty. <laughs> You're so fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I think that's how it's going to go. I think it's going to be a constant battle of where who's going to ask who's going to ask the other to move into each other with each other. Who's going to ask the other to marry Who's gonna ask the other to cook dinner? This, that, and the other. Thing. I don't know if I'm gonna like that. I, I'm, I'm here probably for it. out. I'm probably. I get out it, if man. That's what's happening. Well, like I, what you said, oh, if you're not shit. invested in these two main characters, like it's it's hard to watch a show that it's, goes it's on. Un, it's it's the name is Kaguya-sama, so I know they won't go and start focusing on. You're not gonna get a whole season. I'm of not, Ishigami. and it's like, damn it, and damn it. <laughs> again, to like spoil some, I guess, to get ahead of ourselves, uh, they're both going to Stanford. Ishigami because yeah. by the end he he finally asked her to come with yeah. him and uh, Ishigami Miko Chika they're not all applying to Stanford at least I don't think they are so we're gonna get mostly Kaguya Miyuki in the next season at uh, least you're probably not gonna dig it I am fucking full fledged there for I know it. I, I can't wait for the I'm so American excited accents. for you like I'm gonna hear you all the time it's the number one ranked anime it's the best anime ever it's I'm, I'm gonna wait for it and you're like gonna... it keeps battling like I've seen a lot of good anime and this yeah. one keeps it's on the fucking front gates of my top 10 with a battering ram Shit. being like motherfucker Shit. break down <laughs> you shall not pass is what like Fucking Full Metal wow. Alchemist and Gurren Lagann are yelling at it while it's beating the shit out of this door. I like that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm actually more happy. I feel like right now I'm Miko. I'm just happy for you. Yeah, I, you know, I was able to see for once we're able to do a seasonal together where I actually got to watch it the same time true. as you. True. We've never. And I'm sitting there dead faced the whole time and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, this is the, this is great though because, uh, at least I know everything you're talking about. We both got to see the reveals and everything like that. And I will, 
I know you don't want to just touch on it, but the, like I would like to get to the ending, the culture festival, everything. Yeah. The the, so the culture festival was really like the last four or five episodes yeah. between planning and doing it. Because until that, I'm not going to lie, I'm not a big fan of the show. Fair. Um, that was a very, to me, a pretty good ending. Um, there was one little gripe I had for it, but I really liked all of it. Okay. So I'll say that that made it stay in a very good frame of like overall rating for me. Yeah. But the beginning of the shows were like very. Yeah, it uh, was kind of. I was slow. bored. If I, you're I, not yeah. into the characters, yeah. then it's less likely it's going to hit. Yeah. So uh, one thing I liked about um, it, especially got heavy, but it was in the season, but it got heavy in the culture festival was this kind of tag team you had with Kaguya and Ishigami. Mm-hmm. Two people that have traditionally never gotten along. And, and then starts all of taking it, care of him. And, and he, un- yeah. in turn, like starts like helping her, even if he doesn't necessarily know it. Like By his actions, Kaguya kind of learns how to go about asking out Miyuki. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's an unlikely team. Like two, A season ago, a season and a half ago. Well, she, she was helping him with learning and all that stuff. A little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah she so did. it's like it started slow and it worked its way up. But it's all kind of like because they both have this like hidden love for somebody and they're trying to be better people. I, I thought that was cool because, like again, a season ago, they hated each other. They were ter- You fucking Ishigami was terrified of Kaguya, and Kaguya was kind of mean to Ishigami, so... Yeah. And now they're like best friends, like fucking comrades, brothers in arms. Brothers in arms, yeah. <laughs> so that's something that I appreciated. Yeah, I was going to say that's actually um, what I liked uh, mostly was because like Ishigami was trying to finally have his relationship and he was trying to confess his love yes. uh, to this other girl, which I already forgot her name. Subame. Uh, Subame. One of the new characters. I don't think she had been introduced until this season. No, she's not very, to me, not very interesting, but he's into her, so that's good for him. I but think what, she's cute. Her character design yeah, is interesting. Yeah, she's cute, but there's not much to it. That, that's fine. Like, They're, I would I like know, to so. personally, like, her personality type would be someone that in high school I would be super interested in dating. Just fun, nice, yeah. is always up for whatever. Like, it's a, I, I said a lot about Moogie from uh, K-On. Same energy there. Yeah. And uh, what happened was I did like that he, like, in a way, without knowing it, confessed that he liked her. That was hilarious. He didn't, th- he didn't think that was it. And then she acted distant. He's like, what did I do? What yeah. did-? And then he finally got it. I liked all that stuff. That was the comedy I enjoyed about it, but it's also because it was Ishigami. So I like that about the festival and all that stuff. I also do like the overall ending, um, yeah. except for the balloons. I um, like the balloons. I hate them. How right. the fuck did he grab a blue balloon out of all the red okay, balloons well, that float up from the fire? That doesn't make. How did he know it was going to be there and it land right in his hand? How did, how? How did Naruto throw pain through a fucking mountain? Because huh? it's a fucking shonen. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, that's all I'm just saying is like when you add a little bit of like what that's a great laid out plan, but how the fuck did he know that one blue balloon was gonna come? I don't know why it stuck with me. I'm like, how the fuck does that happen? Look, I can't say I didn't see, I didn't think the same thing, but it that was erased quickly yeah. because I was full blown. <laughs> like I was, I would have married him right there. I would have confessed my yeah, love. Yeah, at this point, I think he won the overall contest. May yeah. Uh, what I did mean, she like, do? Gave him a keychain? No, she, she lost get- it. <laughs> So and then I think Ishigami gave it to someone. Yeah, he gave it to Miko, didn't he? Yeah, he ended up, yeah, because <laughs> like, it was yeah, a you lost and found thing. And then, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, shit. They don't even but have yeah, like, so what we're referring to is uh, fucking Miyuki set like a big fucking weather balloon full of tiny heart uh, balloons. And he blew it up on the fireplace. And I was surprised more balloons. The whole didn't cultural pop festival, he's stealing shit, leaving riddles. Yeah, he's, he's becoming like the madman trying to yeah, be. Yeah, like, he's dressed up like tuxedo mask almost from Sailor Moon. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, dude. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was. Uh, it was just this crazy, elaborate plan coming from these people who have been trying, or I guess from Shirogane, 
who had been try one of the people that was trying to like not show that he had any feelings. It was yeah. this juxtaposition to and where he usually we won't let himself get weird like that and go out of his comfort he's zone. He's super nerdy and it even yeah. touches on it like he's been in this costume for too long. The the adrenaline's starting to wear off and he's yeah. starting to get like fucking self conscious. Uh, but no, like, and that's, that's something I love about this show in general is it shows these people who are like high and mighty and they, at the end of the day, when it comes to love, they're willing to put their, to, to be kind of corny yeah, for yeah. love. Like in the first season when he's like, I thought you'd want to see the fireworks and he holds out his hand and then he's wicked embarrassed later. But now he's not embarrassed about it because yeah. like she's into it. She's, uh, she's down. So I thought it was a wonderful grand gesture yeah. and, uh. My heart was pumping. Tears were in my eyes. Like I was saying, we crying. I I was as close <laughs> as you can come without crying. Oh, he didn't cry though. I so didn't. Again, I'm not. That ain't a ten out of ten anime. Well, well I've said it. <laughs> like it's hard for me to full. Like when I cry, I ugly cry. Like even with Gurren Lagann, like I wouldn't say I cry. Cried. It was just like my eyes were so wet that so, tears were yeah. slowly dripping yeah, out so of them. Yeah, manly tears and all that. We, yeah, yeah. Had... Let's say manly. Manly tears. tears. That's kind of how I felt. Um, so with the ending, uh, with the whole confession thing, no, my favorite thing was that he asked her to go to Stanford and yes. got it all set up because my criticism was like, no, no matter what you say or confess, if you guys split up, it doesn't work. It never works in long-distance relationships for real. I don't care what anime this is. I'm already out. This I will sense, say so. I would have been kind of interested in like if it decided a long to long-distance relationship? No, no. If it decided to do a time oh. skip? Oh. So hear yeah, me out. Yeah, I know this isn't fun. what it's doing, but I think it would have fit well, so... It does a time skip. They do, like, what, however long he was going to be studying abroad. Let's say a year. Um, they don't talk for really a year, whatever. And then they come back, and though they still both have feelings for each other, they both they go back to, like, where it was in season one because they're both like, well, Kagi is like, well, you abandoned me. So even though I'm still madly in love with you, there's no way I'm going to confess my love now. And he would be like well, I can't just come back and confess my love out of nowhere. So I thought that would be like a thing they could do. But Possibly. I hear you. I'm more excited for the America arc. Yeah, that that will be something interesting. Uh, my dog's at the door. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all in all, I think it did end it pretty good. Um, I'd like to see. I think it ends with them holding hands when they're yeah. in the student council. They're so in the student be... council room, and it shows them standing. It shows the front of the desk, and you can't see their hands, but then it shows behind it, and they're sl- subtly holding hands. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I said, it shows that even though they won't say "I love you," you're my everything. They're they're physically showing that they care about each other. They're fucking in holding Japan hands. holding hands. You're pretty much almost at third base for so. these fucking people it's holding almost, hands. It's almost third base. They might as well have six kids and be been married for 10 years, dude, for these two people. Like that's the levels we're talking about here. Yeah. Like they're more committed than you and your fucking wife. As far as I'm concerned. Wow. I know, but that's, <laughs> that's just, crazy. I grade on a curve. Motherfucker. I grade on a curve. We were uh, holding hands the first day I met her. Yeah, dude. So <laughs> I I love this season. My only real one complaint is I thought, and I think this is just a problem with like some these slice of life kind of four coma shows where they're gonna do a bunch of different things in one episode. You add characters that like they're not bad, but do I really care about them? Like Kaguya's cousin, not a bad character. <sighs> Don't but even did remember. I, she's the she's the one who starts talking to Ishigami about um and, and uh and Miyuki about the boy that she likes. It starts off by the you okay. I may I may have blacked out on that. You know the couple <laughs> I don't that, know. It's the couple that always comes to these people for advice since like season oh, one. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, the, yeah. it's their friend. 
who yeah. that the girl in the remember couple, they'd yeah. come in once in a while for an episode i didn't like them very yeah, much. yeah i don't Sorry. think they're yeah. great but that's what i'm saying yeah. it's like they're adding more characters like that where it's like i don't hate that you're here but i'm also not happy you're here but i don't think it ruined it for me it's just kind of a yeah, yeah not my favorite thing no i got you i mean if there's any other moments you want to mention uh, before we get to the next one and give our final thoughts. I mean, know, I know the, you probably have more. I There are so many moments, and it's tough when we don't do a whole episode because a whole episode we have like an hour. Yeah, we're basically just giving how the, the seasonals are. And yeah, what we, think, we, so. we get into specific moments, some more plot things. But like even um, I went to – I was a little disappointed in our Spy Family review because we didn't bring up the man-child in the dodgeball game. Oh, my God, you're like, right. We won't say any more than that, but the man-child. And like, dodgeball was amazing. Yeah, like that was fucking crazy, and we didn't talk about Fuck. it once. Fuck! Like that. This kid, is what happens when we fall behind. Like that, and that was might have been my favorite part of the fucking show. It was, it was one of them. So like, there's probably. Something. I just remembered Anya was like not moving and all that stuff, and then it would slip to the side because yeah. you're reading the. Oh, and this this perfect. fucking six year old's like fucking five feet tall, but his legs are like kid legs. He's just got a jacked up. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing, right. and we didn't talk about it. <laughs> no. So what I'm getting at is, I'm sure there's a thousand moments. We'll bring I up more moments in Kaguya-sama season three, ultra romantic. That I have not brought up today, that I absolutely loved. Am I going to remember it in the next 20 seconds before it's too late? No. No, I'm not. So I think I talked about everything. I really wanted to talk about the Hayasaka moment because, you know, yeah. she's our girl. I we enjoy love to her, too. Her I like to have a figure of her. I mean, just every character interaction. I just, like you say about the side characters, but it's most, it's it's the main four and like even a few of side side characters. I love them. I love watching them interact. I, I care about these characters. I'm invested the way I, I like to be invested in anime. I want to see these people go through everyday bullshit mm-hmm. for uh, six, seven, eight more seasons. Let's go. I'm down. So final thoughts. I mean, that's that's kind of it, man. Like, I, I, I really loved the the romance in this. I liked the pivot from comedy to romance, and it didn't drop the comedy. No. Uh, I loved Sweet Kaguya for 90% of this. It's just it, that moi, chef's kiss. She's a 10 out of 10 as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm giving this a, another nine out of ten. I thought you were gonna give it a ten out of ten. It's it's very close, my man. It's very close, but you know, um, Jamuvi June, I added a lot of tens. A, you're like, I gotta, I gotta calm down a bit. And series <laughs> are different. Like I said, there were certain things that like slow spots, certain slow spots, and certain characters which I didn't think were perfect. But what Kaguya does is, even if I'm thinking I'm not super into this in season in episode ones to three. Yeah. By episode thirteen, I'm fucking balling my eyes out and like I'm I'm in love with the show all over again. So right. it's special to me. I actually was thinking maybe we should have let you go last, but um, Well, I I was already on a roll. You're so already I just on a roll. So it. hey y'all. Hey. I hope you enjoyed Kaguya Sama if you were listening along. I thought it was actually pretty good. Um I'm not a big fan of the show. I've tried and I've I pushed it to the side, but it's true. I've really understood that I don't like the main characters, and it's pretty much going to be about them. So I shouldn't go in it thinking it's going to be about everyone else. They 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 get them interacting, but they never put them in enough for me. Um, the ending saved the show because finally I felt like, all right, we at least got there. We got there. It took three seasons, but we got there. And who knows what's going to happen. I don't know if I'll watch the next season. If I hear it's like going to definitely be more interesting or a little bit more of like delve into like, like let's actually maybe uh, kiss more. Like they even, Oh, the kiss. We they, didn't talk about well, the they, kiss. They cock blocked the kiss anyway. They yeah, fucking put balloons to, to block it. it. I don't want to talk about it. That pissed me off. It's I like, also was upset, but it was still like... See what I mean? It's like, that's that shit. It's like, you couldn't even show the kiss, really? But like, that would have been an 11 out of 10 moment. So that's just knocked it down to 10 out of 10 still. Well, yeah. It's good. 
So I'd say the ending saved it, even though that bullshit blue balloon pissed me off. Other than that, it's just a lot of characters I don't care about, a lot of story I don't care about. It's just certain ones and certain moments. The comedy just doesn't do it for me like every other comedy I've watched when it comes to rom-coms, which are very few, but from what I'm seeing, I think Kanasuba is even funnier. Uh, but that's that's, that's pervy humor that I like. So I'm giving this still a 7 out of 10. It's been consistent 7 out of 10 for all three, but it only gets a 7 because of that ending. If not, it would have been a 6 for me. Okay. Um, I think y'all rating it too high, way too high. Not talking to you, Earthworm. I'm talking about y'all fans. Calm down a little bit. Realize I think that- you're justified in your rating. Continue. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, very good show. Uh, it's, it's good on uh, Mal, and uh, we'll see what season four. I, I just can't agree if I'm going to watch it. That's so. fair. I will. I'm on. I'm. You're I'm ready. on this You're ready. train, and I have ripped my ticket up. I can't get back on if I want to. I can't get back on. So I'm staying here. Fair enough, man. All right. So now we're gonna finish out with Komi-san can't communicate season two. What I've pretty much been waiting for for the continuations. When it came to the new anime, they've nailed it, and then the continuations were coming out, and I was all for for this. And it's by, d- done by Studio OLM. Yes. Still don't know what that means. I don't know either, and I still can't believe that like a anime with this much quality is the same. I'm pretty sure it's the same studio that did the most recent Berserk adaptation. And oh. I'm happy. You know what? Good for them. I'm glad that they decided, you know what? We can't do that again. And here is the synopsis. After an exciting and momentous cultural festival, Komi continues her endeavor to make 100 friends alongside her friend and classmate Tadano. As winter begins, the class is joined by the seemingly delinquent student Makoto Kaita, who has been absent since the first week of school. Despite his intimidating present, Kaita has difficulty communicating with others and just wants to befriend his classmates. As new friendships form and current ones deepen, Komi and Tadano's relationship begins to change, though, not necessarily for the worst. You're goddamn right. This is how you fucking do romance. So, um, not to start off on a negative or whatever, but y- I, you would after I just I, criticized your show. So you know what? I'm not taking it until heart. Okay, no, that's fine. <laughs> it's not even a big negative because I love Comey. Not What's maybe up? not as much as you do, but I love Comey. Yeah. Um, but my, one of my big negatives, and I I do want to preface this by saying I love Katai. I love the big guy. Uh, I think yeah. Are you gonna shit talk? Because I no. liked his idea of his. Um... But what Comey does uh, that I don't like about these high school type of shows, I said the same thing about Kaguya too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They add too many characters. And at some point, I forget, like, who people are and who I'm supposed to care about. And also, I don't think that the side characters are as good in Komi as they are in Kaguya. Like, I the, the Eyepatch Girl and Ren and whatever, I'm not super hyped on them, and they're featured heavily. I have an argument for that, if you'd like, after this. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But I feel like there's just, like, obviously, Komi's trying to make 100 friends. So That's exactly we're my gonna, thing. Kaguya-sama is, not. is called Love is War, and yet we're introducing 100 fucking billion people. Yeah. It's like that. So I'm willing to yeah, give yeah. it more of a pass. I get it. Komi's going to end up meeting 100 people. Yeah. But maybe I'm just maybe my problems more. I don't like the characters that they continue that they keep in the foreground. Out of all the well, I don't like Ren. That's the thing, and I, I don't still really like her. Like I honestly don't really like the Code Geass girl either. The eye patch. Yeah, girl. I'm not a big fan of her. Like she's fine. I like the one that Onamine, which is like the mother yeah, of she's the group. Great. She has she's kids. Awesome. She ta- uh, she's amazing. Let's have. I love the her. little birthmark. Yep. I like. Let's yeah. have more of her. She's a strong. Uh, I like. I'm starting to like Ota, the one that's always high. It seems like that yeah, talks dude, very she's slow. Funny. As long as she, again, but again, I think she yeah. has to be that background character background, that you yeah. don't have an episode based on her, but she just in the slides where you're showing what all the characters are doing. Yeah, yeah show me what she's doing. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like uh, I wish 
like instead of introducing all these like characters, I would have liked more screen time with Katai. I would, and we got a decent amount, but like I thought that dynamic. You thought he was going to be more dominant in the show, I, yeah. and he's very little limited, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I thought it would have been like, yeah, we can meet other people, but I thought Katai was going to be like kind of the the third person in the Komi Tadano. No, group. they got Najumi. Yeah, that's but even thing. him, yeah. like he took a wicked backseat this season, and I think that's another reason why I I feel this way because my favorite side character was barely in it, sidelined, very yeah. much sidelined, and I don't know, maybe they felt like they they took their stick too far. They didn't want to go uh, too much of a good thing, like we've seen the reverse of some other characters. True, I see what you're talking about, but like when they opened up with Katai in like the first season, where like how he stayed back because he was so nervous about you know oh my god and blah blah blah. And he starts walking around the room trying to plan, like, where is he going to sit? In his own head, yeah. what he's thinking of. But everyone else sees a creepy guy smiling with a creepy it's smile. It's fucking great. He looks and, like a Yakuza. And he'll say, like, leer. Like, he's leering at people. And really, he's going, like, oh, man, everyone's staring at me. Yep. And then the only one that got it was Todno, who's in his own head going, he got what was that, going on. Dude, I'm telling you, Todno's like, a great character. The CIA <laughs> is going to find Todno and recruit. We need you. Bro, like, he can just tell what people are thinking. Like, the man has never read a book on it. He can cold read, like... He could yeah. become a psychic if he wanted. You to. know that guy that was sitting in front of the one that's all a narcissist, all about himself. Oh my god! And I yeah. like the blue. I thought I was gonna hate a nar- I hate narcissists, but when he was literally thinking everything was about him, and then people didn't care, yeah, it's funny. and the guys commenting like, "You only think that." Yeah, he could read minds too. So I he's thought like, he got a little overbearing, like yeah. when it was about the narcissistic guy. Like I get it, that's his friend. He's and, just the narrator, but he he continued to come in and start narrating other For things, everybody. and I'm like. All right, uh, yeah, that's fine, whatever. That's his quirk. Yeah, so. sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, but no, kind of like how it said on the opening thing, it's basically Comey's kind of getting to meet with... So the show is about her, so as much as I'm not going to lie, this Todd No Comey is almost one of the best relationships I've seen, I'm in my in opinion. It. I'm into it. And with it being so limited with the dialogue because of her... I don't know, going from the first season to the second season, she starts actually finally communicating like... By the end, she's looking him dead in the eye. She talks a lot more in and this season. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, let me look down here. It is the same actor as Kaguya. Interesting. In sub. Maybe that's why I'm so And I knew it. it. And then when I heard her talk, I'm like, she sounds familiar, but I'm like, oh, you sound so more attractive when you don't fucking go all chibi like you like. Ah, uh, see, I for like... For me, for me, I really like it but better when the, she goes very quiet. It's and, the squeaky, because um, you're right, like yeah. when she talks really quiet, but my favorite thing yeah. about Comey is when she gets panicky and she starts squeaking. <laughs> it's fucking, it's yeah, so yeah. cute and hilarious. And that that reminds me of Kaguya, like, ah, when she like gets all yeah. fucking nervous. But I um, that that's that makes sense now. Now that makes sense. Now, now I know. Now I like it. <laughs> but, <laughs> now I like it more. But no, that so she'll start uh, talking on the phone with them to start out with first. Then they're on the opposite sides of a wall and she's talking but not looking at him. Yeah. So already this is establishing. Look, she's trying, but we're not going to just give you the whole shit right after because no, yeah. because this is hard for someone with extreme anxiety, even with someone she cares a lot about. Yeah. So what? bothered me about the show at first was like then they would pull that away and then it would go to Comey hanging out with other people I'm like no 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 you need to hang out with Todd and I'm like wait a minute the whole point of is her getting to meet other people yeah, on the, the how does she interact the B plot really and you know what's upsetting is like I'm liking the B plot now yeah uh, and I didn't think I would I'm like actually liking this romance but then she went to like the amusement park with these two people 
Yeah, and it was I on the field trip, right? Yeah, and I didn't think I'd like that. And then all of a sudden, it turns out to be like you can the way she was able to interact with people without them being like, you need to talk to us. She still had a good time with them. Everyone understood now what Comey is about. Yeah, it just takes a minute to get used to how she communicates. But once you get that, like it becomes less awkward. And exactly. you notice that with everybody she interacts with. At first, it's really awkward. Yep. But the more you learn about Comey, the less awkward it becomes. And it just becomes another thing to read off of her notepad. Yeah, like Katai likes calls him calls her his mentor. Yeah, it was just fucking hilarious. And I'll, every no, time she's got a thumbs up, it's like you can do it. And there's none of that actual dynamic there. He's just it's like her and the ramen guy from season one, oh, where yeah. they just well, like, they understood each other, but they actually didn't. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what's going on now. So I don't know if this is just a different type of comedy where like like you always say you read the text after it says they left without paying or yeah. all that stuff or she paid full price. All those little things they add in these comedy sketches is what gets me. It's like the internal monologue, but without you actually hearing the character say You just it. have to read it and realize that's what's going through this person's head, yeah. and this is what's going through that person's yeah, head. Yeah, and it's what it's what I love. I love the internal monologues that come with anime, whether it be intense or sometimes funny, and this is a, just a different way to do that. Mm-hmm. It would be weird if you heard Comey talk in her own head. I'm like, glad. I, yeah, I don't want that. I appreciate the way that like she's consistent. It's not like you can hear all of her thoughts, and then when she tries to actually talk, it's it's not that way. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we're like we're watching Comey, obviously, but I feel like Tata knows more of the the audience insert. Like it's starting to get that way, where like he's the driving for. I, maybe he's just also just that good of a dude. Like everything he's coming up with, he's the one that really knows Comey the most. Oh yeah. So like the pris- the Christmas gift yep. for for Comey. Where everyone was like buying their own personal gift, and which they're was... all really bad gifts. Like, let's and, be honest. And that's now. the one thing I like about the side character; they keep consistent to what their character is. True. They don't try to. I know that means you're not building a lot of characters, but at least you get the laugh. You get that. Yeah, that makes sense. But you know, there's value to characters yeah. being the same. Like I've heard a recent, and I don't, I don't want to say this is my criticism, but I've heard we might have even brought it up. But there was a recent I... criticism I heard of Doctor Stone, uh, not Doctor Stone, Doctor Strange, how in. Like he's his movies are fine, but you notice it's like every movie that he's in, he almost comes off as a different character. Like there's certain times where he's kind of goofy, and there's other times where he goes back to like the first the Doctor Strange movie where he's kind of an arrogant asshole, and he kind of flips back and forth to, yeah. d- depending on what situation he's in. I feel like he's gotten a lot easier going with that from the first movie. Maybe, that's me. Maybe that's it. But I, again, I'm a Doctor is, Strange fan, so I, sure. I defend that. But, but I, this was a, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's like how characters kind of uh, their character is more about the situation and the characters they're around than who they actually are. Yeah. And yeah, you can chalk that some of that up to development, but sometimes it's just bad writing to yeah, where yeah. it's you can't keep your Spider-Man char- No Way Home. He breaks rules that he would never break in every other movie. So it's like that one I totally get. And the like the scene where they made him slip on the ice that one time, like that's not in Doctor Strange's character. Like he's a serious I forgot that. Yeah, I don't remember what movie it was from, mm. but like remember where he's floating down and he kind of hits the ice. I think it was a blooper actually and they kept it, but it was funny for the movie, yeah. but then you break Doctor Strange's character down and you're like that kind of makes him seem less of like this ethereal badass and more of just a normal guy. And yeah, yeah. Is that really what we're going with? So I, w- I really long tangent there, but what I'm getting at is if you're not going to take the time to develop characters, um, which is fine, they're side characters, at least, like you said, keep them consistent so we mm-hmm. know what we're getting into. Hajime no Ippo does that. Like I know who, all, who I know what I'm expecting from the guys at the gym. Ippo's the hard trier. Tanaka is the guy who's never going to lose and he's big and arrogant and brash and people are there. It's the same characters I walk into, you know, 
it gives it a sense of comfort, if yeah. you will. No, that's what I mean. So when they give all the gifts, but then Todd knows the one that's like, why don't we all just pitch in to get an expensive gift and get her this cat? And then from the rest of the show, the point onwards, Comey is like is coddling the with the cat. Yeah. When she goes through her embarrassing mode, she's rubbing her head in the cat like, like, oh my God, I can't believe I do that. And also when she first got it, she's just looking at it, holding it. And everyone was kind of upset. Like, man, she didn't react a lot. And though I don't have extreme anxiety like that, dude, I feel that on a molecular level because like people get me things. And I don't have a little kitty, you know, chibi, like exciting. You know me. Yeah. Like, you know when I like something, but I don't I don't show emotion because I'm just a different person. But it means the world to me if someone gives me a, a gift they they thought of me for. Yeah. So she was going through that, but everyone else didn't get it. But Todd no understood that she really yeah. liked it. And plus, like so, she not only was she, did she not know how to react, but she was very I mean, let's say it. She was uncomfortable about the surprise. Like, she was yeah, happy. Yeah, just, hey, happy birthday, because it was also her birthday. Yeah. So that was crazy. Christmas and, and her birthday. Right. Damn. Which is probably not as big a deal in Japan, because I don't yeah. think... I think they do more of a one gift per person thing rather than a, here's 30 gifts, little Jimmy. <laughs> little Jimmy. So it's probably not as bad, because I know, like, if you have your birthday and Christmas on the same day, you get one set of gifts, and that's it, motherfuckers. Best Sorry. thing about divorced parents, two different gifts. Two Christmas... <laughs> Talladega Nights, two Christmases. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. But yeah, no, she was genuinely like uncomfortable. She didn't want to be, but she she doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, she's social anxiety, doesn't do well with surprises. Yeah. So yeah, like she was, was kind of like weirded out at first, but exactly. it's not like she didn't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So I've been just basically going off of Comey's stuff. Um, I don't know if there's any moments that stuck out to you. That you wanted to talk about. God, um, I'm trying to Like think. you said, the characters aren't the best, uh, and especially for you. I know you like a lot of like Kaguya's character, so it's like it does a little bit better with that. So I, I guess I'll, um, I'll echo some of your sentiments from our season one review. I am also starting to get wholly tired of Ren Yamai. Thank you. I didn't like her in the I first season. I don't like season. pervy characters anyway too much. Like They get overbearing like Mineta and then yeah. uh, Meliodas from uh, Seven Deadly Sins. I was even like, dude, every time he had to go inside someone's like boobs. Yeah. It's getting to a point where, okay, because it's a female, it's allowed. But yeah. it's like, no, that's not how this works. It's like, it's getting a little bit creepy. You and know? like, well, I'll just say it. We're all thinking it. Yeah, we, we, we all we get want, it. We, we get all want to see Comey like the thighs rip- one where her thighness. Yeah. We the, get the tights. It. I want to see Comey in ripped up tights. I want to see. I want to touch Comey's boots. <laughs> Tano got a view, by the way, when she was. Yeah, I know. Like, he I got love- a peek, and he's just staring down. That the was hallway. fucking wonderful. <laughs> but like, yeah, I want to touch Comey's boob, but I'm gonna walk up to her and say, "Hey, can I touch your boob?" No, because that's not what we do. We have to have some stability in the world. Okay, <laughs> it's like that meme staring at that ass respectfully. It, it respect. There is no respectfully here. Like no, she's, she's just the character much. is just and I, it's like they heard me and they were like you know what we should do is put more of her in it because she's like we're a big part down. she's a big part more than Himiko the girl I like and all that stuff you know the uh, yeah. the larger woman they took her really out of the show Wait. the one that acts like a dog oh yeah okay the, yeah I, mean, I liked her and she's not in it that very much but nope. they're like you know what we need a lot of is Ren you got literally one scene of your fire haired uh, track yeah. lady as she's running by the, she's not even in the track she's, she's just helping like, the... like keeping up with them and say you can do this and she's keeping up with the guy. wonderful so okay I get it good joke but yeah they keep the girl I didn't like in it the most and it, that kind of bothers me and it's me. weird because like I know uh, Danny echoes your sentiments I think if, pe- if there's a character that people don't particularly like I think it's Yamai now again, I'm it didn't ruin the show for me. I'm not I don't no, hate every moment, but it's it's the shtick is getting old, I guess. 
Yeah. So it's like, all right, let's take out Najimi, but let's put in more. Ren. I don't know. Yeah, like Najimi's great. Adds something wonderful to the dynamic. Ren is just like the perv, and it's again, we're all thinking it. But you know, that's what we're we have. It. That's what we have Dojins for. That that's what we have hentai artists for to go and like later after we're done watching the show, we do that. We don't have to be bombarded with it while we're watching the show. Yeah. Hey, Comey's a sweetheart, and she deserves some privacy. She does. I love Jeez. her reaction after she gets asked to touch her boob. She's just sitting there, shaking. and then it said, "There's no, there's no, there's no hateful intent. It's pure eyes, it's it's purity, all, and it's still no." Yeah, <laughs> and then she's just like absolutely not. It's like I yeah. You know what? You know, the show almost had me though. The way it was like presenting because you thought it was motives, pure. You're like, oh, just let her touch your boobs. I was like, there's no way they're gonna go through with this. And I was like, yep, nope, that's true. Comey would not let. Yeah, she no she very, like you know, poor girl. She does. It, she even gets nervous when she rests her head on Todno when they were in the the plane true. together. Which I I love that those girls after they spent time and she and she they know that she likes Todno. Yeah, they came up with a formulated plan to get them to sit next to each other. See, all of this is like, this is the high school shit that I love. That's what friends do, bro. This is what friends do. This is more realistic. This is the shit where I was like, yes. That's, yes. This is how crushes are. It's exactly. a more realistic take on a crush than Kaguya-sama for sure. And it's crazy because it's in Japan. But for some reason, I've just, I've liked everything that they've done with it. But yeah, the little things like Ren and all these, some of the side characters. Um, but I even liked the, the little appreciative side episodes where the ninja guy, the redheaded guy all have their fantasy moments. Oh my God. Those were, I, I thought. I liked him because they're the, all just envisioning. And then when they tried to come up with Comey, they couldn't come the up with one. one guy came up with the period piece. Yeah. And she's like got a dagger and killing Ron, uh, Shonen, uh, well, no, not Shonen, Ronin uh, Samurai. Yeah. I liked um, when Tadano, after the first time they do it, Tadano starts to think about his life with Comey, and yep. she's like cooking him dinner, and then he's like, no, I'll do the dishes, and Comey's like, no, you can't, and Tadano's like, no, you've worked <laughs> too hard today, and it's like, geez, it's so And then so they simple. touch shoulders while they're doing dishes together. Yeah, and it's just so pure and simple. It's like, he just wants to be with Comey. He'll be a fucking salary man. He doesn't care. <laughs> Like, it's wonderful. But um, that's what I mean. I enjoyed the little episodes where they're all envisioning. And then they said yeah. fantasy number two. And then they, when people came in the room, they dipped out. It says, because men only can do this alone. Yeah. And it's like, true. Yeah, no, so, that's not a conversation you want, girls, especially ones you have a crush on to hear. So that's what I mean. It's like a lot of these moments I can remember more vividly because I enjoyed everything. Like, Comey went shopping with her brother. It was good that was, to see. And then you find out her brother has. Can talk. It's not like he has social anxiety. He's more just, I don't like to talk type Unless guy. I have to talk. Like, he gets uncomfortable the same, but it, he can, like, physically muster up speech. Yep. And man, is he a good-looking boy. And I relate to him more now. I relate not to Not because him. he's a good-looking boy, because he can <laughs> oh, talk. Oh, I was like, I said doesn't... that. I'm like, oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm sexy as fuck. But just... That's right. Um, so you mentioned uh, scenes that I liked, and I guess we're going back to the Christmas episode. Because Ooh, I really... Uh, my That was a good one. I think this is one of my favorite scenes. So they're all playing that kind of truth or dare game with yeah. the sticks. Oh, is it with the mom? Yeah. And then the mom comes up, gets the winning stick, and she... I thought... So she tells you two it was be numbers Comey to and kiss. Tadano? I thought it was Comey and Tadano. I was like... I did too. Mama Comey. That, that's our B plot right you there. You are crazy, yo. But no, it just ended up being Tadano and the ninja guy. And he gives a kiss on the cheek. Oh, but that, that was still cool. And that showed me how much of like a party animal the mom was. Because she didn't even care. She didn't check whose numbers was who. Nine and four kiss. I just want to <laughs> see some fucking action, bro. 
And everybody else is like, damn, Mommy Comey. It's almost cr- like Mommy Comey when literally Todd and I was going to bring for White Day, which yep. is after Valentine's Get Day. Get in here. You're, it's like, you're coming in here. And it's like, no, no, no. I can say, no, sit right in here. You're going to wait. And then the dad walked in. Oh, my God. That I couldn't tell scene. if he was trying to be nice or intimidating. And I think that was the point. Well, I think it was both, but also I think, I don't know if it's Japanese culture, you have to be polite and host him. That's why he was sitting there just not letting him be alone. But I see Maybe, I don't know. But then we come from the American where it's like, I the dad walks out with the gun and holds it and talking to the boyfriend, you know? So I that maybe, I think that's the show. It was yeah. supposed to be like, you don't know what Comey's dad's thinking. But there was definitely some of this, like, you wanted to file my he daughter. He is intimidating if you didn't know and that. And he, he loves Comey. Yeah. Like, he's he, he sees Comey as this pure angel, obviously. Well, she is. She <laughs> is. But she also, like, you can't, you got to admit, there's, if, Co- if Comey and Tadano were left alone and something. I don't think they could make a move, man. No, but it like, takes a long I'm time. I'm seeing like my dress up darling situations. Like, oh. you know what I mean? If you got yeah. put in some, like a love hotel or something. I don't think either of them would be opposed if they could get over that hump of actually yeah, doing it. Exactly. You know, they're curious teenagers. Curious teenagers. But yeah, the dad just, and then Comey pushing the dad away. Just, like, get out of my room. It's cute as fuck, And then dude. you got to pick up all the house, and that's when she's freaking out doing those high squeals as she's yeah. picking up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was um, just everything. It's it's hard to pick out special moments. Maybe it's because I watched binge this back-to-back with Kaguya. I have, to, I have to bring this. It's near the end. It's not like we're talking about the yeah, end. Yeah, no, but, hit um, me with whatever you Do you remember you the fucking JoJo's with the erasers? Muna, 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 muna. Oh, the, the eraser battle. At the end of the that last episode, intense. when I saw that doing that, I'm like, hey! Immediately, a 10 out of 10 scene. No, what I loved so. about that scene was it would go from like characters kind of being unsure about how to do this, and then immediately go into the battle, like Dragon Ball Z style. Oh, auras shit. were going and shit like that, and then you like hit with impact as it like beams when and Kata- hits the wall. When Katai flicks his and it hits the other guys but then it goes off the wall and um, it's it was really well animated yeah I, they put it out for the last episode that was one where i sat there i'm like i hope he enjoyed that with a you know the muna, 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 that muna. was wonderful yeah, yeah, and yeah. then comey finally flicks it like an actual flick and it hits the other person's eraser and perfectly wins. and she wins it's also i didn't know how the game went until i saw it finally hitting other erasers i'm like oh that's how it is. I thought it was you're supposed to flick it without it going over the desk. I was wondering why people were hammering it because I'm like you. They're trying to nail each other off, but, but it's at like, the same time, like you don't have to hit somebody else's off. Yeah. You just have to make sure yours doesn't fall. Everybody was going too offensive. <laughs> no defense was being played. <laughs> Najimi had a literally spring-operated finger, and it went backwards and oh almost broke the finger. Oh yeah, it broke their fucking finger almost, dude. Yeah, it's like I take this seriously. That was that was a wonderful scene. Um, yeah. Also, something that I picked up on, um, getting a little, uh, uh, I guess a little uh, some LGBTQ stuff. So we yep, were yep. concerned um, in the first season: is Najimi? Do they identify as a boy, girl? Like, it's a what? it's a they. And that's yep. what I wanted to bring up: is uh, maybe it's just the. English translation that decided to do it. Um, but it was actually in another scene where there was like, boys and girls are split up. Najimi, unclear. Unclear. Uh, but Because they, for the field trip, you have to have like one boy, one girl. And Najimi and- was with the girls. So I think what it really boils down to is Najimi uh, would represent as a non-binary character. Yeah. Um, so I, I assume they, them pronouns. Mm-hmm. We're gonna. So if we fuck it up, we apologize. But we're going to try to do our best from now on to... To hit them with the they and them, they them pronouns. Yeah, but it's, it, we don't mean any way. We're just yeah, it's yeah, hard to come up with it. I'm know? glad the anime clarified at least the English translation, if nothing yeah. else, clarified something for us, so exactly. we can stop potentially offending people. Yeah. So good on you guys, translation. Good on people. you, Netflix. You're doing one thing right. Yeah, you know, you did it. And yeah. personally, another thing with the translation and the subs, I didn't see any missing text. 
No. So they got that right. Like I didn't. They notice. got all the little bubbles that would yep. say what someone's thinking. Yep. Uh, they did a really good job. All in all, um, I liked it all. Even when they had text messages and stuff like that, yep. and they were it doing still that because they had some text messages. Uh, really well done. I mean, I don't have too much to talk about again. Also, we we have to worry about timing and stuff like that. But all in all, it, very good show. Um, and I felt like it continued down the right path. But like once again, what I can't say enough about like animation's good. The sounds good, like the opening credits, that end credits. Okay. They literally, like they're all in the classroom. The ending credits was amazing. I, I like that type of art style, and then you... it's always different. You know that? Yeah. So did you notice this was rotoscoped? Do you know what rotoscoping is? No. So what rotoscoping is? It's a type of animation that some people really—it's very controversial. But what it is is you film something and then you trace over the individual frames of film. So it's essentially it's just tracing a an already an already filmed thing. You just take each frame as the film goes and you do that. Hmm. Some people find it lazy. Um I don't think it's I I think there's plenty, you know, it still takes the time. If you want to talk about the art style and whatnot, you can t- hate it, but it gives that very like fluid movement. Yeah. The, and you notice that how every it looked like actual characters moving, not anime characters. It looked like people walking. No, that was the great thing about it. And then like one moment you'll have like Tadano and Komi, the last ones in class, talking to each other, and then they leave together. Well, not talking, but they're she's waiting for him to get his bag. Yeah. Next time you'll see is that like Tadano's one of the first to walk out. And then you'll have the the narcissist guy. He's walking b- behind Komi yep. going like yep. pointing with his hands, like "Look at me, baby," and she's not even looking at I him. I think every They're all time doing Yamai different. hopped in the back of the in the, like, yeah, the back the closet log, or whatever, yeah, the, and is just watching Komei leave. Yeah, she was always the last to leave, essentially. But you would see people doing different things once in a while, and it yep. made me stop for the ending and yep. watch it. And then we get bonus scenes at the True. end. The There's song so was a banger reasons. too. I don't it know was. if you liked it. But oh I, no, I did. I really liked. it. I was it. starting to like it. I'm like, why do I like this song? I love something about like uh, it. It struck the same chord as like Domestic Girlfriend's opening. Yeah, it's you just, did like that. Opening. It's just a singer singing. Maybe it's just Japanese singing sounds like cool rapping sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it's just the way it fucking the flow of the singing had me hooked, and the music itself, and like you said, I love the art style. It was like rotoscoped, but they they kind of almost crayon drew over. It the looked like a water painting. Yeah, almost water a watercolor. Yeah. Yep. So it was uh it was very unique, very cool. I didn't like the opening as much as I like season one. But I did appreciate the I one. Like, I liked it when she walked her fingertips, like in the like it went with the beat. Sure, but that's just me. The little things sure. that I saw, like. But I appreciated there was one scene in the new opening where it showed her from from the season one opening crashing through the clouds in the same art you style. You did love that. You Dude, love that. the plaid skirt and the art style and it, like <laughs> the colors that they used. They were almost like um, pastel colors. Like yeah. I, I was in love with that opening, and I will never forgive Crunchyroll. For not even nominating it because you know what? It's it wasn't, on Netflix. It wasn't on Crunchyroll. Fuck you. I'm just kidding. Crunchyroll, you want to sponsor us? That's okay. But I'm still, this is one thing I will not forgive you for. Otherwise, you're a good platform and I appreciate There's you. There's two things I can't forgive Crunchyroll, not putting that as the OST, and the Dutch. Yeah. This I'm is, just kidding. I'm no, just honestly, kidding. that's one of the best lines ever said in a movie. Two things I hate in this world people who are intolerant to other cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> Fucking wonderful. Um, if you don't get it and you're offended, think about it for a second, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So final thoughts, closing out with this thing. Um, there's a lot to talk about. It's like Kaguya-sama. Do you yeah. want me to go first? Do you go first? Um, um, I guess I'll go first to keep with, because um, oh. I know Comey's your baby. This is this your is my favorite baby. slice of life as far as I know. N- nothing will top it so far. 
So I'll let you finish off. Um, I wish there were more moments that I could remember specifically. Uh, I think we touched on some of the big ones. Will you say, though, that the romance is is doing it's doing great moving it along? I think this is a wonderful example of a slow burn romance. Um, We've had a lot of them recently. Uh, I guess Comey and uh, My Dress Up Darling are two kind of it feels like they're almost competing shows. Yeah. What I hate, though, is you got one that's an outgoing, talkative person, one that's not. And the fact that they can still make a romance out of this who can barely communicate is very. It's it's good. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Um, But I I say, like, as far as slow burn romances go, I'm more I'm okay with the it's going to take a while. And I'm okay with how the show has set up this this very, very slow romance between Tadano and Komi. Uh, I will be very excited when they do finally hold hands, kiss, express their love, whatever. I'm, I'm there I'm for I'm ready. It. My body is ready. Uh, but I think it's been done very well. I, um, I will say the season was mildly worse than the first season. I think the first season really struck gold with the whole premise. Um, you know, but I brought it up before. You meet new characters every episode. Eventually, it gets a little old. Not that it ruined the show for me, but it's That's like the a- one thing you got to remember is that if you don't like it right now, kind of like you said with Kaguya-sama, she's got to meet 100 friends. She's sure. at like 70-something now. Sure. So you're going to have to run into more as the seasons go along. But in, and that Or I they're think, just going to cheat and say, here's 70 friends. Maybe. And so, that I can get over, you yeah. know? But I love um, I love Komi. I love Tadano. I really like Najimi. I love the new guy, Katai. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with him. Onamine. Oh, I'd like to see more of her. Yep. Uh, and the other characters are fine for when they're used. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, and I say, like, it's, it's like if we gave points on a scale, like 8.6 or whatever type deal... Like I, I first season you was can't a, give it a nine. First season was yeah. a solid nine. This would be like an eight point nine. You know what I mean. So I'm still gonna give it a nine on Mal. Oh, it still very much oh. deserves it. You know what I mean. It's All just right. if I have to compare season one and two, this missed a little bit. Of yeah, the mark I get that compared to season one, but it's still doing what Comey's doing. Like if if you're sitting here and you're un- you're skeptical about watching the second season because you didn't like the first season, you're probably not gonna like this. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. We're just doing more interactions with these characters and having more. And fun. they're progressing the love life a little bit more. Slow burn yeah. romance. If that's what you're into, you're you're here for a good time. You know what I mean? Like my yeah. dress up darling. They're getting pretty hot and heavy, and I'd like to see it oh. linger for a little. I want to see it stew for a little bit more. A little bit longer, but, but we soon, need to get to that again. <laughs> soon we need to we need to get some some dry humping going on or something. <laughs> But like with with Tadano and Comey, it's like, just different. It's it is it is different because he's a very she like, wears full outfits, and I'm like, oh my god, right? <laughs> so what, what's wrong? <laughs> but like Comey uh, has social anxiety, and Tadano has low self esteem. So for them, either of them to confess their love, it's it's. I think it gave a good reason for right. them not to, and so I'm here for it. An easy nine again. It's doing the same thing that Comey's doing. I know some people were complaining that a few episodes didn't look production quality-wise good. I didn't see it. I mean, there were a few tiny scenes that weren't, like, ideal. But, I mean, if you've just come off a spy family and you want everything to be that, like, every frame quality, that's just not what we do around here, bro. I'm (laughs) sorry. Yeah. Just be happy Netflix did what they did. Um, So, 9 out of 10. All right. 9 out of 10. Easy, dude. Uh, So, pretty much you nailed a lot of things on the head. I did have that little thought in my head like, man, I loved season one so much and season two took out Najimi a little bit more, added the character I hate the most in there. But then when they added these new characters, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to feel, but 
at least the big ones, Katai, and even the narcissist guy, I kind of enjoyed. I enjoyed his friendship with Katai. I exactly. thought that I hated him until Once they that. took their shirts off and they started doing the mosaic pieces that together. That was so good. He's like, oh you know, you really have a nice uh, physique there if you ever want to. And then like, Comey calls him out later like, you were taking pictures of half-naked boys yesterday. Why? Like, not Najimi's in Najimi's like, way. yes, I'd like to know why. Najimi's like, can I see them? <laughs> it's like, hell yeah, bro, let's go. So that's what I mean. It's like they, they put it together so some of these characters work. But the thing that really surprised me is like I come into that first season we talked about like oh Todd and no it's like it's it's not trying to be a romance too much like overbearing the second season I now want it to happen now you're like I want the holy romance. shit like when she started to finally communicate with him and you know how much they understand each other on a molecular level it's just ridiculous dude and I'm sitting here like I. I'm not this type of guy, but this this show makes me feel things that I normally don't when I have no soul. So <laughs> that says something, and I think it's really underrated. And a lot of these Netflix shows that I'm crazy about, like Kataro Lives Alone, I think because on Netflix they don't get the recognition because, to me, I think the score is really low compared to what it deserves, compared to all these other it's ones. It's like, what, an 8.3? 8.17. Yeah, that's... But you, you got my dress-up okay. darling. You have all the like, yeah. ones where you have big boobs and showing skin. That's going to probably get more attention. It's unfortunate, but that's how it is. You got someone that's got anxiety that doesn't communicate, very quiet, not a lot of talking, more of reading. I can understand that's not going to drive people nuts. Uh, like some other shows like uh, that you're watching where this girl's grinding up on a dude. And, well, it's you know. funny that you say that, too, because I've heard like I've heard this stated and I, I think I agree with it. But like even though Comey's not like this fan service show and she's not a fan service character, like she is super pretty. Would the, I, I and I've heard and this. she's doing it without being sexualized, and that's where my argument is: is like, are we truly gonna rate it to the? I don't know. But like, I think this kind of speaks to the just not not even the anime community, but just society in general. We live in a society. We live in a society. But would Comey work if she was a less attractive girl? Would Comey work if if? But she that's the whole point. She's very popular. Everyone likes her. Yeah. But she has the. That's the but whole would the show, interesting of the show. But would the show work if it was everything? Just Comey was less beautiful. If she looked like the Code Geass girl, I don't think nope, it would because be, that, this is this is how the Japanese. That, that, that's yeah. how just people are. People like beautiful people, yep. and I, I I think as a as a collective, I don't think it would be. I don't even think it would be an eight point one if it was if Comey was a less pretty girl. So what you're saying. I think has merit that, yeah. and then you go and take it a step further with my dress up darling and Marin's half naked, and you have all the. I wholesomeness. feel like that gives it the higher rating. I, it, I, it helps, dude. Know, like yeah. I'm, I'm a pervert. I'll admit it. Like yeah. that was one of my favorite parts about my dress up darling. You know, <laughs> at least you're honest about <laughs> I it. I am honest. Some about others it. like have these waifu arguments, and it's like truly break it down for me. Why do you like this other said person? Is it because they're half naked? And and I, then it's like. I have other reasons, but again, the half nakedness doesn't help. It, you know, you know, yeah. Uh, either way, we're going on. I'm sure, going off sure. here, but I just want to say that I, I truly think this is a wonderful show. It's doing a slow burn the right way. It's got the comedy. It hits all the marks. It's even got LGBTQ. All that. Sh it's just more accepting of many things. It understands anxiety. People that can't talk out. You know, outgoing people. Um, there's an episode where she visits her grandma, who's like old fashioned, but they still have an old fashioned game they play together. Oh, I remember the grandma game. Comey wins without knowing how to play. Yeah, it's just it just puts so much. It's so unique what it comes up with to do with someone that can't communicate. And uh, I would give it almost a ten out of ten, but that that Ren girl ruins things. Certain characters and boring parts come up, and it ruins it for me. That's hilarious. And so it's Not a nine really, out of ten. 
Nine out of ten. I'd give it a nine point five. Okay. The other one was almost a ten. I said the only reason it wasn't a ten was because of Ren. It's almost the same thing for the second season. Yeah. She needs to just move to Hawaii or something. I know, right? She was there for a minute. She needs to stay there. Yep. So, um, yeah, maybe once the romance blossoms, it'll be a 10 out of 10. But, yeah, check out Comey Can't Communicate Season 2. Absolutely. Especially, I mean, it's just it's continuing on with the magic of Comey Season 1. Mm-hmm. Hell, yeah. Well, that is, uh, that's going to wrap up our spring sort of seasonal. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed both of our episodes. I personally like when we get to break it up because that means we had – a fuck ton of good maybe anime. next time we'll finish all of them but it just wasn't yeah. in the cards yeah it, <laughs> it just wasn't. didn't happen this time we apologize and um i don't know i'm not gonna lie at least right now i'm a little skeptical about the next season i looked at the shows and for me personally like i haven't seen devil as a part-timer so maybe i'll check out season one and check out season two right but i don't know what we're gonna be why we're gonna have we need some recommendations i think this season yeah, we'll probably uh, maybe a smaller sort of seasonal. We'll work on some other things. I have another uh, topic idea I'd like to talk about, but yeah. we're going to do that off the podcast. Yeah, we got some fun stuff coming up for you guys, though. Everybody get hyped for CISCON September, whether or not you're a creepy perv or not. You will be. Because we're going to be here doing it. Um, yes, uh, so we mentioned earlier, but uh, we're going to say it again just to annoy the shit out of you guys. If you listen on Spotify, please give us a rating. We're trying to get to 100 ratings by the end of our third year of podcasting. So March, we got time. But, you know, if you're listening already and you like the show, why wait? Uh, And if you listen on Apple or any other podcast platform that allows you to, please give us a a, a rating and a review. Uh, If you want to talk more about any of these shows or just about anime in general or about JD's ridiculous work schedule or Pokemon uh, Pokemon TCG, please join the Discord. Hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, all those links are in the show notes. And if you really absolutely fucking loved the content for a dollar a month, you can support us monetarily on Patreon, patreon.com slash anime brothers podcast. Um, yeah. So we would really appreciate that. You get a special shout out. You get an exclusive discord chat. And at the end of the month, you can ask us anything. We do a Q and a, so, uh, please consider subscribing to the Patreon. Other than that, just happy that you're listening, for real. It means the world to us, and uh, we're going to be back next week for another exciting episode. Yep, stay tuned, everybody. We'll see you next episode. Peace out, y'all. Peace out, y'all.